Welcome to the Rundown Wrestling Podcast. Uh, my name is Adam. I'm your host. Jason is here. Troy is here. We were going to start this week by talking about uh, Terry Funk, but uh, some, some breaking news today, as uh, we have also lost Bray Wyatt. Uh, this was uh, quite a shock. Triple H posted a tweet about 6.30 p.m. Eastern, according to my Twitter app, and um, yeah, definitely nothing anyone expected. How are you guys feeling at the moment? I mean, use the word shock. I would probably use the word gut punch. I mean, it yeah, was fair. completely out of nowhere. I think everything we'd seen or heard recently was that he was close to getting cleared to come back, that there was rumors of a return at SummerSlam and that we were inching closer to seeing him come back and just I mean, sort of fucking out of nowhere today. And I mean... There had also been, been some reports of little things showing up and starting to show up in the background yeah. of, of shots mm-hmm. again. So. Yeah. And uh, I think it's it's sad that you know we get these reminders so often and then so quickly move past them and sort of forget how brief and quickly this life is and you hope that you get the chance to make everything you do count and make it important and Mm -hmm. um i think we can all sit here and agree that regardless of whether you liked his booking or his character there is no doubt that Wyndham Rotunda left a mark in the history of the business for sure. Um, and the minds and hearts of the fans that watched him perform. Um, and I will forever go back to extreme rules and that pop and that genuine love that the crowd gave him on his return and how they shared that moment together. And listen, I, it seems stupid, but I, I was one of the people that was so very critical of how they followed up that moment. Mm-hmm. And I've said it all the time, and you know, ultimately it, it means nothing. I wish still to that point they had not sort of slow played that so much because I would have loved to see what the idea um that he had was for that. I I would have loved to have seen where he envisioned that going because he had an amazing creative mind and it was on display anytime he did anything, but much less think of all the subtle tweaks and changes to his characters over the years from the cult leader to the fiend, to this new hybrid with uncle Howdy to the puppets, to the firefly Funhouse, Like, constantly evolving and changing and keeping us as fans on our toes and I just really wish we had gotten that last if we had known it was going to be the last that last sort of payoff and that last idea of what the vision that he had for that puppets and all that stuff was Um, over and above obviously you know we know fairly recently had another child with Jojo Um, it's 
that that's the real life shit and it's just heartbreaking to even fathom so maybe i try to lose myself in in the wrestling side of things um you know it's just that the words are hard to come by and i'm I'm, i know i'm taking a lot of time i'm babbling a little bit and um i just (sighs) i I came on here ready to be sad about terry funk and uh and now it's just like a double whammy but i know probably of everyone on the show troy was probably the biggest bray wyatt fan so i'm i'm curious how he's feeling about this there's a there's a difference between the the feeling you get when you see that Terry Funk died and the feeling you get when Bray Wyatt dies. But Terry Funk, you say, you know, that guy lived an amazing life, a very long life, a very fulfilling life. And you're sad, but you're also like, he did everything that he could have possibly tried to do, you know? With a guy like Bray, you look at it as... <clears throat> Here's a guy who's got four kids. He's engaged or was engaged to JoJo. They were planning and getting married sometime soon. Um, and obviously, like you said, he left now two very young kids that he had with JoJo and then two slightly older but still young kids uh, from his first relationship. And that's hard. Um, and the fact that it was... Very similar to Brody in terms of uh, sort of undisclosed health reasons for it. Um, if you if you believe what we were being told that it was a heart attack that eventually took him, um, it's one of those things where, yeah, I had talked before about the fact that I wasn't wasn't happy with the rampant speculation and the sort of trying to, the dirt sheets trying to destroy his character a little bit when he was pulled from WrestleMania in, in the, the Bobby Lashley match and we didn't hear anything for it a long time. Mm-hmm. And then it started to come out that, oh, well, he's had, he's been having this like life threatening illness. And it, it's just kind of a testament to why you shouldn't speculate and shit like that why you shouldn't sit there and and try to make shit up just to try to get clicks and stuff like that when you have somebody who's got a real world issue um i would say that it's definitely going to be he's he's most likely going to be in the hall of fame next year i don't see any reason why they wouldn't um not only because of the fact the contributions that he did and the death but also because the guy had a great career too you know held both take team belts WWE champion two-time universal champion um I hate the fact that all those accolades are listed below all of the negative awards that he won from uh, from Dave Meltzer. That annoys me that that's still on there on, on his Wikipedia. But I'm going to focus on on the fact that I think that's there just was a it's lot, in alphabetical order. Well, sure, but there was a lot more. There's a lot more that this guy was was trying to do. Yeah. Uh, He's 36. And that sucks. Um, I'm, I'm wearing a shirt today. It's one of the. I, I only have a handful of wrestling shirts. That was one of the ones that I, you know, bought and wear proudly. Um, I have his fiend elf on the shelf every Christmas time too. Like I was, I was, I was a huge Bray Wyatt fan. I was a huge fan of the Wyatt family. Um, and it's the second member to go down. So um it sucks it really does and i don't really know kind of what else to say about it other than the fact that um yeah it's it's just a reminder that 
anyone can go at any time, so you I definitely just, should make make the most of what you got. I just happened to glance down on the floor. I just happened this I picked this up uh, this figure up a couple, uh, a few weeks ago. Nice. Um. So yeah. The 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 fact. The the fact that he that he's younger than all of us always makes it hit a little bit harder. Um, like you said, Troy, he's got four kids, none of whom are based on what I'm reading on Wikipedia here. None of whom are older than ten. Yeah. Um, and the and the fact that it's just so sudden. Like we knew that he was gone. We didn't know from 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 television. We didn't know exactly why. Um, and Lord knows you can't always trust what you read on the internet. Um, and now just to, all of a sudden, like I got I got a text from my from from my wife at about quarter past seven tonight that just said in all caps, "You didn't tell me Bray Wyatt died," and I responded, "I only found out myself about an hour ago." Yeah, uh, it's just yeah, it's it and, just uh, takes the it just takes the wind right out of you. It's not to give certain individuals more time than they probably deserve, but um, the story of what happened to him that Troy mentioned earlier um, came to us via Sean Rossap, and I find that a little annoying based on the fact that, I mean, how many times did we see Fightful write incorrect stories about what the guy was going through while he was gone? And they tried and to claim the that creative was the race. Yeah. Yeah. They tried to claim creative was the reason why they, that match was off at WrestleMania. And then we're the ones to try to break that. Oh no, it was an illness and we never said anything wrong about him. Yeah. Go ahead, sir. Um, yeah, I, I just, I guess all we can do is sort of try to focus our attention as much as possible on, on the good times. And in that vein, what is your favorite Bray Wyatt moment, guys? I'll say, I think, I think you already called it out. That that appearance at Extreme Rules with the the characters in the crowd, and then just the the door, and when that when that door opened, and that lantern came swinging out, yeah, just ins- just not insanity, just yeah. Yeah, Everybody was I would so say, ready for that for that to happen. Yeah, I would say that's the only like the second best moment would definitely be the first time he won the championship from AJ, okay. and just the real emotion and and the crowd being behind him winning it and everything like that. Um, I thought it was just a great moment, and I know we had talked about it at the time, and I still remember it about how the character didn't really need the title, but it was still cool that. They were pulling the trigger and putting the world championship on on the new guy, the WWE championship, not even the Universal at that time. Um, so yeah, that was great. We did hear um, from WWE that uh, any of Bray Wyatt's merchandise that you buy at Shop, uh, um, I almost said Shop Zone, uh, WWE Shop right now, uh, all the proceeds are going to go to JoJo and uh, Bray's kids. Yeah, I was so. just going to mention that they they've they've added a little description to all the items that says that says that so. Yeah. So yeah, obviously. Uh, I would just we, to, can I just throw in one more um, notable memory moment uh, for Bray, and it seems it sort of got lost in the Extreme Rules moment. But 
that match at uh, I'm pretty sure it was SummerSlam with Finn Balor when he debuted the Fiend and we saw the Fiend entrance for the first time and the lantern with the Bray Wyatt head and the I the way that crowd responded to that entrance and that new character was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And then I feel like the unfortunately the Fiend sort of got booked in a bad yeah. way. Yeah. Um, but. The, the, the entrance, the debut, was nothing short of incredible. A lot of love and love pouring in from the different wrestlers. Um, a lot of them doing their own personal tributes to Bray, and uh, yeah, just obviously the, not only not just the people close to him like Matt Hardy and uh, and Alexa, but you know Biggie. Uh, Ivar from the Viking Raiders talking about how much Bray welcomed with open arms once they got to the main roster. Um, generally, just a, a loved individual. And uh, obviously, as soon as Triple H took over, wanting him back was, I think, a big thing. Like, oh, no, no, we're not done here. And I know a lot of things got sort of twisted and misconstrued uh, because that's what their cheats are going to do, um, trying to sort of belittle uh, the backstage stuff and trying to claim that oh he was hard to work with and things like that. Um, I don't I don't think you're going to hear stories like that anymore. Um, you'll hear about other wrestlers and, and uh, as much as I would hope that this would be another chance for the dirt sheets to not make up shit. We just came off the heels of them making up shit about Edge, so <laughs> it's just going to keep it's just going to keep happening and it sucks. So. But I think it's safe. I think it's very safe to say that uh, he was absolutely one of a kind, mm-hmm. uh, and I don't think we'll ever have another quite like uh, quite like Bray Wyatt for sure. Mm-hmm. Just think to take to take Waylon Mercy and turn it into the Fiend. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The the people love to to throw out how certain people keep reimagining themselves and oftentimes they're not but bray was definitely a guy because husky harris was not anything close right. <laughs> to what we eventually Jesus. got and even the original bray white um with the the sort of southern preacher gimmick and the ho- the hawaiian shirt into, the hawaiian shirt in the boat in the yeah. boater hat yeah turning then into you know the the dreadlock guy and then Turning then into the Funhouse guy and the Mister Rogers character, like this, this was a dude that he was able to keep just completely changing things up and and keeping it fresh. And uh, yeah, it it sucks. Um, that's a story that, that we're not going to see the end of it, and we'll have to see what happens on SmackDown because from what I've heard uh, or what a lot of people are saying is that the SmackDown show has been the script has eventually actually been thrown out, and it's not a Vince thing. It's literally that they're completely rewriting it to do either a tribute show or at least some kind of tribute to to Bray and as a whole. So, yeah, well, we'll definitely we'll definitely see what happens. All right. And in the more good news department, Terry Funk died. And, uh, again, that's another person where we hadn't heard from him in a while. Um, but he's a legend, obviously. And that was, it was sad to see, but it was, it was the same kind of, like I said before, it was the same kind of deal where it's a guy who lived a full life, you know? Um, 
but he is one of the guys that made hardcore wrestling on national TV possible. The things that he brought with him and the things that he did throughout his career, um, really a precursor to ECW. And then, you know, once and ECW, then the ECW champion. Yep. <laughs> and then he became that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's, uh, I feel like every wrestler's got some kind of fun Terry Funk story. Uh, and, and we've heard a ton of them throughout the years of just the, the kind of duty was, um, he wasn't a mean individual. He was a malicious dude. Uh, he just seemed like a guy that was having fun a lot of the times and really just gave everything he could to the business. You know, um, there's so many stories that mankind Mick Foley has, uh, about, you know, the different things that obviously the weirdness behind the chainsaw Charlie stuff oh. <laughs> <laughs> just, it, it just colors how eccentric he was. Like, like I said, he wasn't, he wasn't an asshole. He, and he, and he wasn't crazy. He just had these ideas of like, I'm going to, I'm going to come out in a fucking chainsaw and be chainsaw Charlie now. And be like, everybody knows who you are, Terry. Like nobody's, everyone's going to be like, what the fuck is Terry Funk doing with pantyhose in his head? And but he did it because he wanted to. Um, so yeah, the fact that another dude that at the time that he came into WWE, I don't think you thought you were ever going to see him in WWE because he was another one of those guys where like, he doesn't fit that bill. He doesn't look like a WWE superstar. He doesn't wrestle like a WWE superstar, but he has such a unique look to him and a unique ability to him. And it just, it worked and worked great. And again, it's, it's just uh, sad to, to lose him as well. There's a, there's another podcast that I listen to that's basically been going through WWF championship wrestling. Mm-hmm. All the all the different episodes, and they started in I think I think they started in like '84, um, and they're up to they I think they they started in like '83, and they just started '86, and so we're in we're we're kind of in the middle or towards the end of Terry Funk's first run in the WWF uh, back in back in '85, and a run that I did not even know existed until I until I heard it on these on these episodes. And it's it's just one of those things where you you think of how long he was around for, and how many different eras you know he was part of, and it's just to to, to think of that the impact that, that that Terry Funk has had is just uh, it's just incredible. He's another another one of those guys that when you when you look at his stats, like I'm just I was just shocked by the fact that. He married his wife in 1965, and they were together until she died in 2019. And that's so unheard of in somebody in the wrestling business to have one spouse that they've been with for decades, you know, up until her death. Would have still been together with until he died if she hadn't died a couple of years ago. So, um, yeah, again, just, uh, you know, real sad to, to lose him. Um, and, and let's also not sell short his contributions in training young wrestlers, obviously, to think and do Sure, sure, sure. Um, yeah. Lasting impression, and the guys he trained will move on and train other guys, and uh, he'll be on the Terry Funk tree, and, you know, that'll keep that legacy living. In the same way, we locally still see the legacy of Killer Kowalski. 
Um, yeah. And the guys he trained, and they start training other guys. And in fact, uh, Impact just announced they're going to have Kazarian and Eddie Edwards do a match uh, from uh, the New England Pro Wrestling Institute, which is not where Killer <laughs> Kowalski actually yeah. ran his school. Unless you walk up those stairs, that those big white stairs, and hear people screaming upstairs, it's it's not the same. And uh, there's a handful of people who who might recognize that that description and and bring a smile to their face. But um, I'll never forget walking up those stairs. I so. saw the I saw the I, I saw the video of that segment on on Twitter, and someone had replied, "It's that's not that school anymore." Yeah. No, they've they've torn that building down. Actually, yeah. it's, it's something else now. Um, but yeah, so it's the same thing. It, it, that that legacy of Terry Funk um, will continue uh, through those that were um, that learned under his tree. So yeah, that's that's the beauty of this business. It constantly gives back. Yeah. So. I was just trying to look up some of the guys that he uh, that he trained. Um, Mark Henry, Kurt Angle, Christian, the Hardy Boys, Edge, like so many just amazing guys. Um, a Johnson, William Regal, Midian, Earthquake, Doctor Death, Stephen Williams. This dude had so much of. Uh, I mean, he essentially trained the Attitude Era, you yeah, know. Right. So that's. Just insane. I don't really know how to segue away from that. Yeah, now, to, now, to the actual show. Now that we now that we're all sad and shit, um, we can we can I can start the episode the way I was going. I was planning on starting the episode last week. Um, is, is this where I yell titties? <laughs> no, this is where. No, you... I, and, and before we get into it, we should you know, unfortunately, it seems like lately we have to do so very many of these sort of things but uh we do this to entertain you guys and keep you laughing and and sometimes that's the thing that comes through in the darkest of times so we're gonna it's not that we don't care it's not that we um but we're gonna try to get into some normalcy here and try to put some smiles on some faces and make some people laugh and say some dirty jokes and try to to, to have fun the rest of the way uh, on on that note, uh, Jason, your mother's a whore. You didn't even do it right. I know I didn't. I'm sorry. Your mother's a whore. The uh, the the best <laughs> the the best best thing about this is that even though we had to start that way, this is a show where I did a predictions poll. So yeah. we have that coming up. <laughs> and it's for AEW, which so, is when I typically go a little bit more off the wall. So, so we'll end on a high note, folks. Just you and yes. Um, yes. But uh, to, don't to where, you dare look at the matter. We got to see the tab. The tab is there. But all, all okay. I've looked at is the little disclaimer that Troy put at the top, which is very good. Okay. We'll get to that. Um, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. But uh, to, to, to start the episode where I was planning on starting last week until I wasn't able to be on the show. Um, I have a, a I have an exciting announcement uh, that involves both Sal and myself. Um, you guys are coming out. <laughs> You're getting married. See the the joke that I expected you to make was was that we're having a baby. But oh, um, I'm sorry. Since it was announced that WrestleMania 40 was was in Philadelphia, half German, half Mexican babies are the best though. <laughs> I was going to say Jermexican, but that doesn't really meld them together well. 
You could name him Jermexico. <laughs> These days, you certainly could. Um, These days, you can think anyway, since <laughs> I can't say Mexaman because it sounds like a superhero. <laughs> sounds like a really bad superhero. <laughs> but you know, uh, <laughs> you know what a theme song would be. <laughs> And we're back. (laughs) Since they announced the WrestleMania 40 was in was in Philadelphia, um, and since Kogos Sean had moved back to Pennsylvania a couple of years ago, um, we had we we had started making plans, and so uh, the three of us will be at WrestleMania 40. Oh, uh, on night two. I guess our invite got lost in the mail trip. I guess so. Jesus Christ. We're probably on the hard cam side. (laughs) Wrong wrong company. Sorry. (laughs) That's awesome. I've I've never been to a mania. I I hate large crowds. I hate hate people in general. (laughs) I I think we've established that on this show before. We're all very (laughs) antisocial. No, um, Mm. I'm not a big fan. I'm the type of guy that I'll wait a week after a movie opens just so the crowds will be less when I go see a movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't like large crowds. So I don't know if I'll ever be the guy that goes to a mania or a super bowl or whatever, but I can imagine it's going to be an awesome experience. So yeah. good it, on you. Mania has always been on the bucket list. There you go. It's on the list alongside things like sit close enough during a pay-per-view to get one of the chairs you get to take home. Um, I've done that. See, I haven't, I haven't done that before. And I begged, I begged my dad to get tickets to WrestleMania 14, but it, it was, yeah, why don't you say something? I'm sure there was I no way. You. I could, I'm sure I could have got you a hookup for one I didn't chairs. know you then. <laughs> uh, uh. But so yes, we're we're very excited, um, and I just have to keep uh, keep saving money for the next. You're gonna hold hands and skip. It's possible. Cool. It's possible. If you guys get on camera, you've got to do the Bianca Belair dance. Uh, I don't think we'll be that close, but uh, maybe. If they put you on the kiss cam, you better be, better. You know, <laughs> All tongue. All time. Yes. <laughs> my friend, my uh, a, a friend I used to have, um, always had this joke with his girlfriend about. Uh, he called it PG thirteen makeout, and it was just going hum hum hum. And it was always disturbing. Um, is that Wolfie D and uh, is it uh, God Jamie Dundee? JCI, so yeah, yeah, sounds right. When you sure. when you mention that, all I think of is the scene in a scary movie, which is ripping on Scream. But she's like, he wants, he is trying to feel her up or whatever like that, and she's like, would you want PG thirteen? And she like rips uh, open her shirt, yes. and it's a big fat dude's yeah. chest. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's what I think anytime somebody says, "I'll put some PG 13 <laughs> uh, I was hoping to get my balls licked, but you know. And I do, I do have a couple of notes from last week. Um, was was so was Rey Mysterio supposed to win the U.S. title contendership tournament? I think we had that conversation on the actual show. Yeah, did I miss that? Yeah. yeah. Did, yeah. Um, and then, and then speaking of the LWE, LWO, uh, Walking Wild, and um, the other one, Cruz, are so forgotten as a tag team that the two of you couldn't even name them when we were when you were talking about the tag team division two weeks ago. Yep, I did. <laughs> I named them. Not named them. Named them. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I wasn't on that episode. I don't know. Because I was very impressed. I remembered their individual names last year. Yeah. Seriously. No, he was talking yeah, about two I, weeks ago when we were when we were rambling off the you uh, me and you got into to a conversation about splitting, splitting the, the tag 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 tag
And that was when you didn't oh, I mention that the tag team I literally before. did. I said they should be getting more tag team time than Rey Mysterio and Santos are. Oh, well. I, I, I would just say I definitely could not pull the name Cruz del Toro at any point when I was writing that. Cause I, no, that's the actor. It's Benicio del Toro is the right it's, <laughs> it's It's difficult because I still call him Raul Mendoza in my head. Um, but if you if you believe Santos, he says that Ray suffered a concussion in his match uh, for the yeah. title. So, which is that worries me because that dude has a long history. I, of him. I doubt it, only because. And again, Adam can back me up on this. Years of being around the business, they let Ray get into the ring and celebrate with Santos. Yeah. And typically, if a guy's really injured, if there's concerns of a head injury, they're not letting him get back in the ring. They're getting right. him the fuck right. out of there. Right. Yeah, and WWE definitely has been a lot better about that. Right. Um, so when uh, WWE know, specifically, jump, yeah, when <laughs> jumping around a little bit here, but when when Sal asked in the whole sort of why we would be disappointed to see Edge in AEW, that's why, because that's a company that has shown if you get a concussion in the middle of a match, you're finishing that match. <laughs> that's, <laughs> you a, know? that's a decision that Edge is going to make. I'm not going to. No, no, yeah, and and that's fine, but. Just like when when Brian Danielson turned around and went there, we had those same kind of concerns. Where we said, "Well, except it's, Danielson it's, had ended his career because of a concussion. Neck had, Edge had a neck injury, not a concussion issue." Right, but it's it's similar to it where it's a company that doesn't treat its workers as well as it should. You know, um, no, and I, Dan- I see. I think that's an unfair. I, I think that's unfair to say. I don't think it's an issue of how they treat, and and a lot of the people that that you hear speak out will say they treat at least a good chunk of their their roster very well. I think it's an issue that they allow their talent to override the doctors and the the super Mm -hmm. managers. Um, I always go back to that Daniel Bryan thing where he did the tope and he got the stinger and and Triple H and and the management came out and they ended the match and Danielson was furious at them and, and I think it was in a book or an interview he did. Yeah. Um, that he was pissed and he was ready to fight Triple H for doing that to him, but that's the type of thing that AEW will not do. They'll they'll talk to right. the wrestler and the wrestler. Oh, I can go. I know. Like, well, or they'll just see, dra- see or they'll, Lance Archer, or they'll just drag yeah. Alex Reynolds to the corner to tag out and just leave him. See, and that, and that's the thing too is the referees whether they're told not to or they just don't have that training in them won't ever get in there and stop things. And they they won't step in and be like, I can clearly see this motherfucker is dead, so we're gonna stop this match. Like, you know, um, Bryanson literally said like, I broke my arm and did another ten minutes in the match, and the doctor said that was stupid and that that made it worse. Like that's the kind of shit where you're like, no man, like you he could have easily torn his entire fucking arm off. <laughs> You know, just because the bones protruding through and stuff like that, that if it got to that point. So it was dumb. But anyway, anything else that you had to say about uh, last week? Nope, that's all I have. We can talk about Edge. Um, I find it I find it hard to explain, but I I would definitely be disappointed if Edge were to show up in AEW. Um, Just because to me, he feels like. he feels like a Randy Orton type of guy mm-hmm. who's basically, I mean, obviously he's done, Adam Copeland has done all the indie stuff in Canada and all that stuff, but 
Yes. We're, we're attaching so much legitimacy to a group of people that we're legitimately thinking Jey Uso is coming to all in. Because he well, quit on so yeah, let's, I mean, let's, like, let's not, start from the beginning. Yeah, let's start from the beginning there because. No, no, you're not. I'm just. We got, yeah, we had. There was a report that PW Torch put out, and I and heavy air quotes on that, saying that. Which is that, weird because Wade Keller is usually fairly responsible. So PW Torch puts out this report that Edge was uh, Edge went to WWE and said, "This is the amount of money that you need to give me in order for me to resign," and WWE said no. And then he, he was. There was an offer from AEW, and he was going to take that. And people ran with that. And uh, myself and Adam were of the same mind of like, this is bullshit. This is this is not something. WWE is not in that position right now. And I know you're going to try to. People are people. People were glomming onto the fact that like, oh, they're in the middle of a sale. No, they're the sales already done. They're just waiting for. Like uh, everything to be finalized, but there's, they're not. We're already seeing they're hiring new people. Like that's that's not a not an issue. Like they're still doing business kind of thing. So then, <laughs> to the surprise of everybody, fucking Edge releases a video where he's just like, "I didn't come to WWE with a contract offer. They didn't turn me down, and I have a uh, an extension offer in my inbox. I just haven't made the decision on what I want to do." So he completely was like, uh, you Which are completely is exactly wrong. <laughs> what he would want you to think if he was showing up at all in. <laughs> so, the, so this is the problem is you had PW Torch who also said, like, we've heard Edge, Edge is not going to get cleared. He's not returning to the Rumble. And then he returned to the Rumble. And, of course, he himself had said, like, I'm not coming back at the Rumble. So people are, are logging onto that where it's like, oh, well, it's it's a wrestler. So they lie all the time. It's like, no. He's literally telling you, and the other part too of it was like everyone's like he's going to all in, he's going going to all in. It's like finally somebody with the sense was just like his contract runs until October first. Yeah. He le- he legitimately cannot show up at all in <laughs> at all. Just it's the, like the direct quote from the video. He said, "I said there's the quote. There's nothing going on. There's no hard feelings between me and WWE. I love WWE. It's my dream gig. It's all I ever wanted to do." I didn't come at them with some crazy contract or anything. They didn't deny me. I have a contract extension sitting in my inbox. I just don't know what to do, unquote. Yeah. This is a guy who literally He, he is, also said in that same video, WWE gave me the most amazing moment this past Friday, and I'll never be topped. So, you know, like, thank you, WWE, again. He, like, yeah. he keeps, more and more, it feels like he's done. Like he's going to retire. Yeah. Because... I feel like otherwise, why not sign the extension? Right. And I, I feel like that's a big part of it is he's probably looking at it as if I go back out there, there's a chance I might get hurt. And right now, I got the chance to come back and go to my own terms. Well, he's and also got a new TV show starting. So. He does. Yep, he's got a new TV show. He's got a new movie, Percy Jackson, that he that he had fil- filmed. It can't come out yet because they're still doing the fucking uh, um, right. strike. But... Like he's not he's not somebody who's hard up for money. Like he's good. Or employment you know? options. Oh yeah, exactly. He's got he's got the acting stuff that he can continue to do. He could turn around and just train new wrestlers. He could he could get literally get a job with WWE in creative or in NXT 
you know, trying and, and trying to train wrestlers over that. There's so many different things he can do. And I know people keep talking about like, oh, you know, he want he might want to retire with his best friend. I understand that. I fully understand that. I understand the the desire to do like one last Edge and Christian match. Totally get that. I understand. That's why like if if he did show up for one last match in AEW, I'm okay if it's one last match. I don't want to see him do a sustained run in AEW because, as we've seen, that doesn't work well. The AEW doesn't. But bro, Kenny Omega will hit that Snapdragon on him. It'll be fucking awesome. The other thing is, he's 50. <laughs> AEW already has. Terry Funk was just winning the ECW championship at 50. Yeah. AEW already has a ton of old-ass wrestlers who are taking spots away from young guys. Oh, no, no, they're the next generation. It's all the the next young superstars. And I don't feel like Edge is that way because you saw, like, him and Finn Balor was all about getting Finn Balor elevated back up, and it worked. It did it. Rather you like the storyline or not, which I wasn't a huge fan of, it still elevated Finn back up to the main event to the point now where he's in almost every fucking main event on on Raw. He just doesn't doesn't have the championship. So, to me, I think he's either done or he's going to turn around and go, I'm going to do one last retirement match at Mania or something along those lines. You yeah, know? One last retirement match. Who's it, who do you? Who's your choice for him to work with? Oh. Grayson. Grayson. Really? They already did that, though. They did a little. They, they dipped their toes into it, but Grayson, Ellie Knight... No, they Knight, had a full-born match on SmackDown. I know. I know, <laughs> but it was one match. Um, otherwise, I mean, Seth, maybe? See, I would, knowing Edge, I feel like he would want to do the honors in that scenario, making a new superstar. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So someone like a Braun Breaker, a Joe Gacy, somebody that you know he could put in there and make the next big guy. I don't know. Even don't, a Carmelo Hayes. See, and, and that's what I was going to say. God, I would shit I my know. pants. If if it was if his retirement match was Edge versus Carmelo Hayes, that would be amazing. Right. But um, yeah, I don't know. The only, the only thing Edge yeah. said specifically is that he'll never have another match in Toronto because yes. there's no way that that he can top. That moment with yeah. Sheamus and with his family at ringside and all that. So. Yeah. But don't worry, because if you go to AEW, you'll never work outside the U.S. except for one time. <laughs> so, and that's, but I don't that's know if you know the, this, the one time they're going to have 80,000 people. Is there anything more pathetic than Chris Jericho turning around and strong-arming his way into doing a fucking Fozzie concert just so he can say he did it in front of that many people? No. Because there's, there's no possible way that that many people would show up for a fucking Fozzie no. concert in the they first place. They can't fill out bars right now, dude. No. Like, Yeah. And again, it's, well, you know, he's doing all those things, and this is bigger than WrestleMania. Fozzie has now performed in front of as many fans as the Rolling Stones. That will be, the, you will hear that at some point. <laughs> I yes. guarantee it. So I gotta say, I loved I loved seeing uh, I loved seeing Edge wrestle in front of his family. I loved seeing Beth and the, and the girls there, and and it's the, that having him having that moment. But goddamn, the rest of SmackDown was just a whole bunch of nothing. Um, I literally there's no there's not, no possible way that he can even say that because I just looked it up, 
and the Rolling Stones at Capacabana Beach was in front of 1.5 million people. So he can go ahead and try to claim as much as that number might be a little inflated. 93,000. 500,000 people and in Hyde Park. That number doesn't feel inflated because I remember that. That, but so he can he can go ahead and I mean this this is a guy who fucking continues to constantly lie and claim that AEW is this huge fucking entity. He's like, you guys can't even get a million viewers anymore. It's been 180 80 days mm-hmm. since you had the last. That's the last time you had had a million people watch your show. Just a million, mind you. The, the go home episode for the biggest wrestling show ever didn't draw a million. Um, Adam, you talked about SmackDown a little bit, and we're going to talk plenty about AEW as we go along here Mm -hmm. and later on, because I have a lot of things to say, and spoiler alert, not a lot positive. Um, One thing I found very curious about SmackDown is we go through this whole process where the Street Profits, we assume, sort of turn heel, get a new edge, yet they come out doing the... They come out and they do the exact same entrance. Yeah. Solo yeah. cups and all, same music, same gear. Nothing new in the presentation. That surprised me a little bit. I thought this was going to be sort of like the the re-debut the, of the new Street Profits. To Profits. the point where at the after the match when they were standing in the aisle way kind of celebrating and Bobby Lashley's music hit, they both looked surprised. Right. <laughs> oh, this guy's this here. Times. How about that? Yeah. But yeah, other than that, I didn't really take away a whole lot from SmackDown this week. Yeah, I literally have no other notes other than the Edge, other than talking about Edge, because nothing fucking happened. No, not really. You'd think there, you'd think there was a PLE this Saturday. Uh, last, on, last, last Saturday, rather. On Collison, uh, <laughs> Bronson said he wanted to get all up in somebody's ass on TV. That's nice. That's another thing, too, is Collison is, if you watch that, don't you're watch just like, this week. Just don't watch don't, this week. I mean, don't, don't watch no, any week because don't need to worry about unless that. you want to watch Keith Lee versus Zicky Dice, because that's the thing that's going to happen this week, don't. Don't watch it. The only, the only storyline on Collison is CM Punk. That's not true. What's the other storyline on Don Collison? Uh, Ricky Starks. Oh, yes. Ricky Starks is a manager now. That's right. Yeah, so let's talk about this, because this is one of the things I'm watching the show, and this really fucking pissed me off. So, a few weeks ago, Ricky Starks was facing MJF for the championship with Ricky the Dragon Steamboat as a special guest referee. For those of you who don't watch it, I'm looking at you, Adam. So, during the match, uh, <laughs> Ricky Starks ripped the belt off of Ricky Steamboat and proceeded to whip him like a... Like, whip him like a dog! Um... Like a government mule. So then, the following week, uh, Tony Schiavone calls Ricky Starks out to the ring and announces that Ricky Starks has been suspended for 30 days, per Tony Khan, who doesn't want to be an on-air character, but just has his fucking fist up Tony Schiavone's asshole and just makes him move every time he wants to do something. But It's because they're both named Tony. They have that kind of mental link. I, mean, I guess, yeah. By the way, Tony Tony Khan is really good at signing contracts because literally like three seconds after a segment, and Tony Khan just made it official. Like Tony Khan couldn't even have farted in that amount of time. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Dude, um, he's on coke. He can be really fast. Uh, so well, Speaking of, up, apparently. Yeah, apparently uh, his favorite fucking worker is also on, a, on coke too. <laughs> Which one are you referring to now? Well, I was talking about Zap. Oh, okay. Because that's um, one of the guys on his payrolls. There you go. Uh, so he's 
So he whip, he suspends him for 30 days. Now, fast forward to this week on Collision, where Tony Schiavone says, I, I, I was informed I misspoke, and your suspension is actually for 28 days. Who the fuck gets suspended for 28 days? Four, four weeks versus four weeks and two days. It really, it right. really makes a difference. All right. So, but... First off, why the fuck is this motherfucker on the show if he's suspended? But second of all, he has then apparently been granted a manager's license. Yes. Because when you're suspended, you should absolutely get a license that allows you to go to ringside. And also because manager's licenses still exist in 2023. Now, Adam, have you read up on this segment at all? Do you know anything about? Okay, so this is a goddamn thing, my friend. So Ricky Starks is now the manager of a of another AEW talent. Would you let's let's play? How many guesses? How many guesses? (laughs) So Adam figures out which talent Ricky Starks is manager. Christ. (laughs) You keep count, Troy. I will keep out. Jesus Christ. This is going to require me to remember who the fuck's in the company. That's a, that's a problem. And and feels important enough to be on TV these days. Yeah, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> Use that as a criteria. No. Um. Jesus. Can I? Is it? It's a it's a male superstar. I it's a male talent. Yes. Okay. You know they don't put the women on TV in AEW. Fair. <laughs> is it Action Andretti? <laughs> It is not. <laughs> you you could not be more wrong. <laughs> uh, Jesus. This we, we could sit here for a long time playing this game. Keep going, man. Keep going. We'll, we'll give you ten guesses. See if you can get it. <laughs> yep. How's that? Um. Is it the guns? <laughs> <laughs> they are now part of the Bullet Club Gold. With, Which actually uh, makes sense if you think about it. They're the gun right. club. I get it. Bullet club with, with rock hard Juice Robinson and Switchblade Jay White and Cash Wheeler. No, <laughs> different, kind, different kind of bullet club. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Go ahead. Otherwise, Arn Anderson would be in that bitch. Yeah. Yeah. Um. <laughs> well, that guy died. <laughs> oh, night for that joke. <laughs> Powerhouse Hobbs seems too obvious. So I'm not just give over. Well, you said it, so now it counts as a guess. Okay. So no, 0 for 3. At least that'll make this game end sooner. But he is man. He, well, he was for a while managed by Harley Cameron, who is hot as fuck. But go ahead, keep it. I just heard myself. Um, I can name people that I know. It's definitely not. Well, that doesn't, that's not the game. <laughs> You're at three. Let's keep it moving here. I'm trying to think of people. Roderick Strong. No. Nope. No. <laughs> Samoa Joe. <clears throat> Who the fuck else? You got five more guesses. <laughs> Shit. Uh, um, Daniel Garcia. No. <laughs> I hate this okay. Guy. okay. You have four guesses left. I'm gonna give you. We'll, we'll give you one more hint. All right. I think. I think we give him obscure hints for now, and then progressively better hints as he gets closer to the last one. Okay. Okay. What? What did? What's your obscure one? 
this one is from the metro Atlantic area. <laughs> okay. Orange Cassidy? Nope. nope. Okay. Atlantic there's, there's Atlantic three. champion. Oh, that's true. That's true. Metro Troy, Atlantic you, area? Do you have a do you have a thing, Troy, or no? Uh, this individual has been in a tag team. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Bobby Fish. No. He's not even with a company. <laughs> I don't know. This person once lived with a famous female wrestler. There you go. the hell does that mean John Morrison I don't know the fuck he's called now alright this is the last guess right thank god Yep. alright so when asked to describe your dick this person said it's S-A-W-F-T oh big bill <laughs> yeah <laughs> my favorite I, I, w- I was just gonna say it's a former WWE superstar and I'm like oh wait that doesn't <laughs> narrow, narrow it down that much <laughs> yes big bill uh, he's apparently yes. the manager for Big Bill for two weeks in a row, and despite being suspended. So this oh, is the type of logic loopholes that uh, that Tony Khan makes his announcers try to jump through. God, what, kind of, just, what kind of asshole would name a character Big something? Right? Especially when their yeah, name begins right. with the letter B. The other thing, now you would think, okay, so they, they must have had an interaction with each other, right? He wouldn't just randomly get assigned somebody to be a be manager for right yeah they've been i don't even think they've been in the ring together before no I, but but at least he'll be using big bill to like take out his enemies right and, and he'll go after oh no he's just beating up enhancement talent that's right oh jeez, yeah it's just so stupid but anyway <laughs> this is a guy who everyone was like this is this is their rock he's gonna be their guy like he's gonna be the rock he's gonna be great like he's he's gonna be he, he's a manager Every so often, I find myself thinking, maybe I should, maybe I should give Dynamite another try. And then I listen to you guys talk about it and go, Nah, I'm good. Mm. To be fair, this was Collison. Still, maybe I should give AEW another try. Collision is actually the show I enjoy more than Dynamite most of the time, but I wouldn't necessarily say that this time. Look, Punk's not going to book you, okay? Collision is is the show that is what AW claims that they are. An alternative to WWE. Whereas normal AEW is just WWE but like wish.com version of it. Oh, Recall holy shit. Actually like, yes. I just realized this week Powerhouse Hobbs beat up a guy I worked with for a while. He beat up your former manager? No, 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 no. Guy wrestling talent that I've worked with when he was just starting out. So I see. Kevin Koo. Very cool guy. Oh, I know Kevin, yeah. Yeah. yeah, he worked with uh, Powerhouse nice. this week. Nice. I didn't realize it. I, I watched the show and I didn't realize it until I was just. He looks very different now than when he first started. Yeah, I'm sure he does. Uh, um, one thing I will say I like about Call it Collision, I'm gonna actually try to say it correctly, <laughs> um, is that it has gotten more female talent some more times. So we've seen some segments now with Diamante, Mercedes Martinez, Willow Nightingale's getting more time on that show. So it has expanded that role a little bit, which is nice. The problem is is that they have to do a lot more heavy lifting because so many of those women have been devalued by Tony well, that now nice. they have to, like uh, Punk is clearly like trying to write that ship where yeah. he's like, 
these are actually very talented people. How long do you think until AJ Lee comes in as the, the GM of the women's division? I think her contract is done now. It's done with WXW, yeah. I think yeah, so so I think I would be I wouldn't be surprised if she's already there, mm-hmm. you know, working backstage with them, and probably has an NDA, so she can't talk about it. <laughs> um, last thing from that show is, uh, if you get a chance, go check out Darby Allen and Christian Cage, and just be impressed at how good Christian Cage still is at this point in his career. Really, really good I match. Lo- I loved I loved your Twitter fight this week. Which one? <laughs> <laughs> the one about Christian, where you you would respond to somebody. Are, who are we going to play a new segment where Troy reads Jason's tweets? Is that what we're doing? That would be that would be funny. But no, you were 100 percent right. Where when I read it, I'm like, I was like, you're not taking away from the fact that Christian is really good. What you're doing is you're bringing people back down to earth a little bit who are claiming that like he's this amazing fucking talent on the mic because he did yet another dead father promo. Right. <laughs> It's, it's just, like okay, it, it's, it's it's cheap heat promos. It's, yeah. You can say that no, very comfortably that everyone's going to react and go, oh my god. It doesn't mean it's a good promo. It doesn't mean that right. that takes inherent talent. It's easy. It, mm-hmm. It's like going out and on the anniversary of nine eleven making a fucking you know twin towers joke. Like yeah, right. it's going to get a reaction. It's easy. It's cheap heat. Nobody needs yeah. it, it. It doesn't take any. Now, I say that not to say that Christian Christian is great on the mic. Christian's a great mm-hmm. promo. Right. That was not an, a, a, an explanation or a description of, or an example, I should say, of his ability as a as a promo. So. Right. Him him when he first debuted, doing the promo that he did, I thought was great and yeah. show. You know, and him coming out with the artwork, everybody's shirt, and things like that. Like right. all of that was great presentation and, and a great promo. Him now leaning into the meme of, oh, there's somebody with a dead father. Oh, good. Here comes Christian. That was where I'm like, all right, that's low-hanging fruit. Like, you're better right. than that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But since we're talking about that segment, I guess, uh, we've jumped from Collison now to Dynamite. So, uh, actually, not, I've, I've got so much shit on Dynamite. Let's just we'll, – we'll, we'll hold off on that for just a few minutes. Uh you guys got anything from Raw that you want to talk about? Because I know for me, this highlight of Raw was the match between Chad Gable and Gunther, because that match was yeah. fucking awesome. Right, I'll be right back. Oh, Troy's got to go get his groceries. Hopefully they, <laughs> ship, hopefully they ship that dildo. All right, so Gunther and uh, Gable, what'd you think, Adam? Oh, my God. Um, it Obviously, Chad Gable wasn't going to win the title. But right. good God. Um, but the fact that he didn't they, get squashed. Was... Yeah, they put on a fucking clinic. Right. Absolute goddamn show. And I and the, I think the count out victory adds an interesting little wrinkle, makes a makes for a very interesting story and gives us uh, quite possibly gives us uh, a new champ after Gunther breaks the uh, breaks hockey's record. Well, and I, I feel like you're making a racist statement when you call him that. You have to almost say honky tonk man for it to not sound cringy. Anyway, sorry, Mister um, Mr. Tonkman. So, so this is a great example of why the IWC is is full of whiny bitches on the internet. So, all I heard going into Monday night was, "Oh my God, they're fucking giving Gable this big match, and I'm going to put it on pay per view. They're just going to put it on fucking Raw as a throwaway before Gunther breaks the boo boo boo." So, no shit faces. What they did. <laughs> Was they gave they gave Gable a, a spot to shine, which now makes him legitimate yeah. 
as a contender, puts him into the pay-per-view in a rematch for the title after the record's broken to add the possibility that maybe he wins it. And it was a count-out spot that made sense. Right. He he suplexed Gunther over the barricade and then dove in the ring at, at eight or whatever it was. and, and It would have never happened in AEW because Aubrey Edwards would have taken the same bump and been out, so she couldn't have been able to count <laughs> Yeah, holy um, shit, that match was incredible. But but this is the this is the whole point. The internet, you guys think you know every aspect of everything, and you really really don't. <laughs> There's so much that goes on behind the curtain that you guys don't know, never will know, or aren't supposed to know. And that, but we live in a society now where these these fans have been so roped in by the Meltzers and the Saps and the and and even the Wade Kellers of the world to believe that. Because they read those guys, they're in, and they know what's going to – they're in the booking room, and they know what's going on because this is what this guy said. So I just want to point out to Troy's point, um, Keller released the, the story about Edge that was then verified by Meltzer. So neither one of them fucking knew what they were talking about, but they <laughs> both presented it as though it were fact, and people ate it up and right. believed it. Right. You, you have to be more specific of your sources, guys, and just stop. You want to be in the business. You want to be in the know. You want to be on the inside. Go to a wrestling school. Become an announcer. Become a commentator. Be a part of the show because fans aren't supposed to be part of the show. Right. That's when the, that's when the business stops working. Right. So the, so you're not workers. You're getting worked. Right. That's what makes it work. That's the point. Yeah, but even even beyond wrestling, the internet has just become. This is my opinion, oh, and this is the only. This is my opinion, and I am obviously right. And if you disagree with me, even in the slightest bit, you're a fucking prick who doesn't deserve to live. Well, so that raises an interesting thing, though, because I know one of your big fans, uh, one of the people you really look up to, Adam, Elon Musk, uh, caught a bit of shit last week because he was talking about removing the block feature from. Uh, X, I guess now, and a lot, of people, a lot of people were pissed off about it. But then I'm sitting there thinking about it. And I'm like, that makes it harder for people to develop their echo chambers. Mm-hmm. That f- almost forces them to have to hear opposing viewpoints and see the other side of the argument. Whether they agree with it or not doesn't really matter. But they have to actually be exposed to it. And I think there is inherent value in that. It will allow you to still block DMs. So right. if people are harassing you in right, DMs exactly. and DMs like that, it'll be, but, but like you said, um, for most of it is because people were blocking Elon Musk's account, which yeah. was right. like yeah. everyone followed for a little bit there because that's just what he did. Um, but yeah, it, like you said, it, it makes it so. On, I, if mean, you're not I mean, looking to be at fair, just your Tom, tried, Tom tried to force everyone to be his friend on MySpace. So. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. He was your first friend. Uh, that's true. But the, to, to, there is a difference between blocking someone on Twitter because they present an opposing viewpoint to yours and blocking someone on Twitter because they call you a cuck faggot for not liking a wrestling match. So the other thing, too, is uh, that sucks for the female wrestlers. That sounds because so true. Listen, let me listen tell you. you cuck faggot. You have to get a second skin. I don't tell you. I can't. Look, you can't, I can't say that, that word. I can say that word. <laughs> I, I instinctively reached for my phone to type that in as a possible title, and I'm like, I can't put that as a title. You know. No, no. <laughs> no. Um, but no, they're literally, uh, Masa Slamovich had posted that somebody had sent her a dildo, 
And then Jordan Grace was like, yeah, there's like a known fan that does that to women's wrestlers. And it's like, that's so fucking creepy. And I I gotta tell you, and Adam, Adam, you can probably attest to this. Like the shit that women in the wrestling business have to deal with. Mm -hmm. It's, it's fucking gross. It's really, really bad. Right. They have a they have a bad bad enough with everything all the interactions over that and with Tony Khan saying that they're the lowest rate of savings over that then oh that, then you, you said have, that's bad you should see him on the fucking indies dude it's well, like yeah. some of the but screenshots but, that Isana has posted are just oh. yeah but then then you have people like fucking uh, Brett Baker running around and making it even worse on some of the women by you know being the fucking mean girl and shit like that and it does it just makes you shake your head and go. Most people have it fucking hard enough, and they're trying to cut out just a small slice of the pie. And the fans are behind them. The fans are sitting there, and, and they're literally at a sign and at a, at a dynamite that said "Book the Women Better." Like <laughs> they, they have some fans behind them, stuff like that. But again, you have you literally have a booker who, on record, has said, "I just I'm just making sure I get that one match out there so nobody gets upset about it." Like. That's the problem is when you look at Triple H and like there's a guy who clearly cares about women's wrestling and is doing mm, what he can. There there are there are some things. Um but then when you look at at, at NXT you're just like, Oh, there's a guy who loves women's wrestling <laughs> You know? Because there's a shit ton more in NXT. And if you want to if you really want to watch women's wrestling and you're you're not willing to watch it in Japanese, then NXT is your place to go. Or impact. Speaking of that, uh, Julia with a standout performance at the Multiverse United show uh, this past weekend against Diana Perrazzo. It was Giselle Shaw, and I forget the other Japanese woman's name. I'm Mogo something. I'm blanking. But um, go check that match out if you haven't seen it. I I know a lot of people here. I'm I'm one of the few that watches Impact stuff. Um, If you haven't seen it, go check it out because it was a kick down the door and let the whole world know the star you are performance for Julia. So, and she is great. Um, I love, I, I did love the fact. So, um, there was a report out there that AW was interested in, uh, Maria may. Yeah. Uh, and WWE. It was both of them was the report. Yeah. So she's currently in stardom and, and working around Japan and stuff like that. And she is somebody who clearly has more looks than talent, but she is, decent in the ring yeah. and i literally saw somebody on twitter go well uh, as long as she can cut a promo in english it's like she's from america <laughs> like she's not japanese just because she works over there like yes she can cut a promo in english you're fine buddy go back to the bum's basement calm down all right so now you mentioned triple h and uh, the way he books women so well, let's, let's talk get about- let's get chad's uh chad let's get troy's thought on Chad versus Gunther from Rome. Ah, yes. He stepped away. Oh, man. Like, so it's his fucking fault he went to get his groceries when he came, okay? <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> but I figured you had a lot to say about it. Um, and by the way, it was uh, Momokoga. There you go. Called Momokogo. Sorry. Um, it was great. And there was a lot of times that Chad did some moves that, uh, that you would expect to see in an AW ring, but did them great. Mm-hmm. Uh, better than I think than they that they put on for a lot of the things. It was a fantastic match, and it was exactly what you're looking for on the first match of a big feud. 
it's a match that doesn't have the cleanest of endings because it was a countout, but it was still a victory. But you, it left you wanting so much more. And when you look at that match, you go, if that's what they can put on in the first match of a series, what can they do in the next one? Mm-hmm. Because you know that they were holding back a little bit for that. Because that's just the way that those kind of guys work. Uh, I've said it before that, to me, while I enjoyed, um, or I wouldn't even go that far, I wasn't a huge fan of Walter. Mm-hmm. And Any of us were. Yeah. yeah. And then this new slimmed down and more diverse Gunther character, first of all, the character's been fantastic and he feels like a main eventer he feels like a final boss once no, he did uh, the uh that's uh make us more correct uh this is the male version what has she been by the way <laughs> she's dead um so the, Jesus christ can we not make that joke this week Fuck. sorry twice um so he impressed me during the rumble i thought he did, did an awesome job during that and it and really turned me into a, a lover of his of his work, and watching him work here, where it's like he's one of those guys who's made himself be able to adapt to another worker's style, and the things that he does, he Chad was going all out, you know, and nope, that's a week after all in. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, that's right. Like Chad was doing moves that probably wouldn't have worked on Volter. And wouldn't have looked as good. But the guy has come so far in, in his work that he's able to make Chad look good and and vice versa as well. So to me, I think that's another match of the year, year candidate because it was such a good fucking match. But I think that it's just the tip of the iceberg with these two. So if it was very good. I'd still put it behind KO and Gunther from Raw. Right, I didn't. I didn't say it, it was. I just said it's in a conversation, and I think that their next match is going to be amazing. So I'm looking forward to that as long as it's the right time. And we have now gotten to the point where he should beat uh, that honky for the longest reign pretty soon, and then you'll be able to have it's in his name. Don't shake your head. Uh, we we had a conversation <laughs> about it while you were gone. Yeah. So you do feel like there's a possibility that Chad can take that title off of him. So that's another another thing I'm looking forward to is I didn't we knew Chad wasn't winning that belt on Monday. You don't get that close to the I record on the belt holder. Sorry, yeah. that's <laughs> it. But now round two hold up your pants episode title option. There you yep. go. Uh round two, you're like, he could win it. Exactly. It's exactly what I said. The, 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 <sighs> No way that Chad was going to win Monday, mm-hmm. but the countout victory gives them a very interesting story to lead into at least one rematch, yep. and, uh, and, and perhaps we get uh, after after Gunther breaks Mister Tonkman's record. Then Jason yelled at me for calling him honky. Uh, it's uh, in his name. Not on a first name. <laughs> first, not on a first name basis, I guess. Um, his first name is Honky. His middle name is Tonky. He's the Tonky Tonk man. His first name was the motherfucker. Sorry. <laughs> he's got he's like me. He's got two middle names. <laughs> his name is Honk E. Tonkman. Um 
but after <laughs> after Gunther breaks the record, then we could. It would not surprise me to see uh, a Chad Gable Intercontinental Championship reign. I feel like we don't delve enough into the lives of the legends of professional wrestling. So, honky tonk man, okay. Troy, break oh, that dick two. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I've seen uh, Logan Paul's dick this week. That was interesting. I'd give that a seven. <laughs> okay. I just, I was scrolling Twitter and all of a sudden I was like, hey, here's what Logan Paul jerking off. Follow on Twitter. Jesus Christ. I, you know, it, so there was a whole thing, uh, and this is tangentially related to wrestling. So he's in some, That's he's in some show. fucking. Yeah, he's in some fake boxing match right over that against a dude who has been going so hard against him, has like posted nude pictures of his girlfriend on the fucking Twitter and stuff like that to try to rip on him. It's like, you're you're not doing good because his girlfriend is a fucking supermodel and has great titties. So posting those things, which are already readily available, not as big of a... But, you know, Logan Paul's just like, he's pissed right over that. And so it somehow... One of that dude's fans was just like, well, here's Logan Paul's dick. <laughs> so that's okay. what it was. Anyway, right. you brought up the up, up dicks first, man, not me. Speaking <laughs> of fantastic titties. Yes. Cora? Cora <laughs> I love the fact that, so you, you peeped it up first. You were like, she posted herself in a t-shirt, and you're like, those look a little bigger than those. And because Cora is was not big she you know so it was like um i I looked at it and i was like possibly probably but there is still a chance that it's just a really good fucking padded bra she threw all of that speculation out the window and was like here's my titty scars (laughs) so it's like okay we're making sure that we know that she's enhanced and you know fucking braun burger is just loving that shit oh yeah well he's probably not able to touch him yet there's still probably a little that's true he'll leave him alone for a while so now yeah. between her and Tiffy, I guess the question becomes, who's the next NXT female to take the leap? Oh, man. So I don't think it'll be Roxanne. Probably she not. Doesn't seem, she doesn't uh, seem like the type. Um, I could see Thea. I could see, I could see Thea. Um, Lyra, maybe. Uh, maybe, but I don't know. Um, oh, JC Jane. Yeah, mostly because Gigi's right. Like we know it's not going to be Gigi because she's got great fucking tits. Yeah. But JC, I could see. Um, God, I was thinking of of that one. God, I can't remember the, remember her name right now. She's one of the newer ones, but they just started. Uh, Kiana James. I was okay. thinking of. Yeah, I that that I could see. Yeah, she has the whole boss bitch gimmick, so it would go along with it. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. Yeah, but she is a, a little lacking up top. Not that yeah. it's a bad thing. All titties is, is titties, and they're great. But she was yeah. part of the greatest angle in NXT history with fucking Brooks and Jensen. What are you talking about? <laughs> with BJ I mean, and the Bear. How do you forget that shit? It was Adam's favorite storyline ever. It was. Yeah. He liked it more than the Bloodline. Yeah. He's like, I love that Sebastian character, whatever the fuck that was. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so I forgot about Sebastian. <laughs> so Troy, you uh, you talked about Triple H and the booking of the women's division. So I think it's only fair that we discuss essentially what was the middle part of Monday Night Raw, where we had three out of four of our women's segments all bunched in together. The first of those being 
Uh, Rhea Ripley, who I don't think anybody here is going to say is anything short of fantastic. Um, as she took on Candice LeRae, who is legitimately, male or female, one of the best wrestlers alive. She's that fucking good. So yes. I would expect a knockdown dragout battle between these two tremendous female competitors, right, Troy? Yeah, you would. Uh, you would think so. Instead, we got a thirty-second squash. Yeah. Because we've done yeah. fuck all nothing with Candice LeRae since she came up, mm. and then to, yeah. to, to add insult to that injury, on Tuesday night, Lyra Valkyria pushes Rhea Ripley. To the brink on multiple occasions. Yeah. But don't forget that uh, the backest back that ever backed, she's got to make sure that we know that she's facing you Rhea. You without jobbing, Candace, though. You so can. You so can. And, and it's um, that he would have done in NXT. He would have been able to accomplish both goals. Uh, so I don't know. I don't know if somebody else is booking the women, but if it's not him, then it's time he grabbed the reins and say, oh, we're not fucking doing our women like this, because this is, this is hard to watch uh, as a fan of women's wrestling. It, uh, it definitely sucks. And what's that's not even the worst in this bunch of segments, of course, but it wasn't good. It, it Again, we talked about it at length, and we're going to continue to talk about it. We, we finally get somebody getting another shine. Like we had Indy last week. Now we've got Candace this week. These people that are amazing women's wrestlers that just aren't getting the time of day. And then we just make them look like bitches, like fucking idiots. And that's another one. Like I, I get that you, you're trying to set up Raquel and Rhea. Again, like you said, you can do that by simply having a very competitive match get interfered by back, you know? Well, here's the, here's the really dumb part of this whole thing, is going into WrestleMania, there was nobody hotter, literally and figuratively, than Rhea Ripley. Mm-hmm. She's been so booked like this so regularly now that people I'm already seeing online, like, it's time to fucking title off her, I'm bored with her, blah, 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 because they're not showcasing what she can actually do on a regular basis. No, she's she's getting... Her first title defense was against fucking Zelina, she squashed her. Yeah. Then she. Who was yeah. the next one she faced? Uh, was it Liv? She squashed her. Yeah. Then she Literally. faced. What's that? Literally. Literally, because yeah. she keeps fucking pancaking them and flipping there and uh, and pull pull them in half. Yeah, she's getting these fucking Goldberg wins. Yeah. But she's able to. She's able to do these amazing fucking long matches. But yeah, the the Goldberg win isn't what got her over. It was the fact that she no. had a match of the year candidate with Charlotte Flair mm-hmm. at WrestleMania. Right. Exactly. Yeah. It's the fact that this is a person who, by the looks of them, shouldn't be able to do as much things because she is a taller woman. She, I mean, she is a big powerhouse, but she's able to fucking you know flip around the ring and shit like that. Right. And you had, yeah, like I understand that back getting hurt is sort of causing some problems with the storyline as well. You're really confusing and, me. Can we just call her Raquel? Sorry, that's all her character is, is I got a, I got a strong back. But anyway, Raquel kind of popping it out of this and, and then like She's feeling the need. She's a few times. Yeah, a times. Um, <laughs> well, she's single now, so just shoot your shot. 
I, I understand that. Like Cora that's, Jade that's didn't have much then. <laughs> oh, Raquel has for for the the build of her. That's another one of those things where you look at Rhea and you're just like, that shouldn't be possible with how fucking ripped you are and stuff like that. You shouldn't have those, but you do, and I love them. <laughs> Anyways, Raquel. So yeah, I don't. I don't think this storyline is working very well, and it should. These are two women that I want to see fight with each other. I, I, you think, know, these legit- are- I think she was legitimately injured, and that sort of took some of the steam yeah. off of it, too. Right, I get that. So her coming out there and, and attacking her, I, I did like the fact that they not only had her on Raw, but also on NXT, doing the same thing. Yeah. So at least there is that, where it's like she's now getting to the point where she's taking every opportunity she can. Right. Um, I'm, almost, I'm almost hoping that they just do like a Finn Balor match and all of a sudden Raquel just fucking takes her out of the ringside <laughs> and just to kind of keep that running because you don't have to, you know, I, uh, there's plenty of time to get this going again and, and get some more steam on this. But like you said, we need to see better matches with, with, uh, with Rio because, and I, and I know that, Rhea was maybe dealing with an, an injury for a little bit, so maybe that's part of the reason why you don't want to have her doing longer matches, because she's still kind of recovering. I don't know. But, There's no excuse yeah. for giving Lyra a, more of a shine against her than you gave Kansas. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Two days apart, a day apart. Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. Um, so the second of these three women segments featured Becky Lynch and Trish Stratus. Troy's already shaking his head. Now, first off, this this <laughs> feud on paper should have been a home run, right? I, I think we should uh-huh. all, we can all agree that you know a legend, a Hall of Famer like Trish Stratus, who was very good in the ring, not maybe not great to today's standards, but still very good in the ring, should be able to go out there and knock it out of the fucking park with Becky Lynch. This feud has been as stale as it could be, mm-hmm. and I love mm-hmm. Trish. I don't know why it's not clicking. Maybe it's because people don't really want to see Trish as a heel at this point. I think she's doing well as a heel. It's just not working with Becky for some reason. And Becky has a tendency to sometimes no-sell people's people's lines and stuff, and that's part of her I'm-the-man character. I get it, and that can bring things. But then there's just dumb shit. And when I talk about dumb shit, I talk about Becky's going to make an announcement. Trish comes out and interrupts her. They have a 20-minute back and forth. And then we find out that Becky and Trish are in a steel cage. But next week, it's going to be the opposite of that. It's going to be Zoe and Becky falls count anywhere. Okay, why? Why would Becky want to go in a falls count anywhere match with Zoe right before she fit? How about if... Zoe loses, she's banned from the match. Or she's put in a shark cage. Or there's some fucking reason that Becky wants this match. Instead, it's just Becky being an idiot and saying, I might, I want to risk getting hurt before I get a chance to take out Trish. So, I had to bust out my French to English dictionary to figure out what exactly... <laughs> The fans were chanting during the segment. We don't care or something like that. Yeah, they were chanting on Cien Calice, which of course is we don't care or we don't fucking care. To, to, this is and, one... and to Trish's credit, like I don't understand your your Quebec stuff. I'm from Toronto. Yeah. <laughs> 
And that's kind of the bummer was like. And she's not from the good part of Canada, which yeah. I thought was great. Yeah, this woman is from Canada, and, and even though she is not from Quebec, she's from Toronto, they still tend to give Canadian wrestlers a little more cheese. She got a pop when she came out. She did the, yes. I'm going to turn yeah. on you thing. Yeah, yeah. Which, which was good on her part, but also, like, yeah, it's kind of cheap. Um, <laughs> and I don't know that even if they would have kept their match in SummerSlam, if it would have helped this feud. I no, don't, I don't think so, because the match we saw no. on Raw a couple weeks ago was dog shit. Yeah, the match the match they had on Raw, I think, killed any mystique that this storyline had. Yeah. It's a good storyline. It's like you're we were we were chugging along here. Like we were putting Zoe over. We were making her look strong. You know, we had the whole Trish and, and Becky thing and, and as sort of a passing of the torch kind of thing, potentially. And now it's just like I shouldn't be bored watching Becky because she is really good. Um I shouldn't be bored watching Trish because she's had this nice big comeback and she's been really good since she came back. But yeah, man, just they they need to do something. Either they need to pivot out of this, or they need to they need to inject something else into this. Yeah. Other than Seth, than Seth's come. Jesus Christ! Who's got a better dick, Seth or Logan Paul? Um, well, I think Logan Paul's a little bigger. Okay. Problem is, is who is attached to? Him. Okay. Like I, I've, Could you I've hang someone him. from it? You think? Probably. I think so. I mean, he is the hangman. Um, I, I, let's. I mean, let's let's be kind of honest here. Like, I've, we've all watched enough porn to know that it seems like certain assholes just get big fucking hogs, and it's unfair because you know I don't I know. If it's it, probably I don't know, fair, but I don't know if it comes with the territory of like oh, I've got a big dick, so I can just would. be an asshole to everybody, but. I'm not an asshole to everybody. Not to everybody. <laughs> you do have a wife. You managed to get somebody that that can put up with you. Back. <laughs> so. All right. So now talking about women other than my wife. Um, the last segment in this triumvirate is Piper Niven and Chelsea Green versus Katana Chance and Caden Carter. Now, before I get into the match... I want to first give a special shout out to Chelsea Green, who might be the MVP of the women's division right now. Her shit is so entertaining. She's doing great. You know, and, and I remember when she came back and Sal said she's already dead because they're making her a Karen. No, she has taken this fucking thing and run with it. She is fantastic doing this. Her, her promos are awesome. Uh, and she's blending with Piper Niven very well. How The problem here is not Chelsea or Piper. The problem is that they put them in the ring for their first defense against probably the only real, maybe one of the few legitimate tag team they have in the women's division. Yep. A tag team that dresses similar, that has tag team moves, that only wrestles as a tag team. They really don't wrestle singles unless it's part of a tag team storyline. Right. And again, you would think this would have been a very competitive, close back and forth match. So, so maybe somewhere down the line we could set up a rematch for the titles, and that's what, that's what you would think, right, Troy? That's what you would think. Yeah, that's another thirty-second squash. 
which means the two women's matches that they gave us on Monday Night Raw were both 30-second squashes. I will say. Uh, I I don't know know what the difference is. I really don't. And we'll talk about NXT in a minute, but I I, I don't get the difference. I really don't. I don't either. And um, I don't know if you saw they they did a cleansing of of the belts. Yes. On, on Twitter, which I thought was really funny, uh, and considering the problems that they've had, yeah. yeah, it's not good that when you look at the card and you look at the times and you add up the two women's matches, and they've just barely are able to pass the tag team match that set up the main event, which was a DQ. That's bad. It's real Let's bad. Let's go Denise Salcedo on us? A bit. <laughs> a bit. Um, I know that they tried with the Becky and Trish thing to... They're obviously trying to book things. The problem is, is that... In-ring. It's not... Yeah. The problem is the in-ring. And, and that's where the women are able to shine a lot more. And... I don't know why... The, the, the whole thing that we kept talking about with NXT call-ups was that, oh, Vince is ruining them because those are Triple H's projects. Which we've now passed <laughs> WrestleMania, we've now passed SummerSlam, and we really haven't seen many of these call-ups. Whereas Waller was one, Katana Chance yep. and Caden Carter. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alba Fire and, and Isla Dawn. Who lost the titles and then were never seen again. Exactly. And it's like, this was supposed to fix this. Yeah. This was supposed to be these are your guys that you that you booked that you oh, had. Odyssey Jones, be. Odyssey Jones, <laughs> yes, Odyssey Jones, Zion Quinn, still nowhere to be fucking found. He's, no, he's around a free there too. Agent. He can he can go wherever he wants. That's true. He just never is on TV. Uh, he's a free agent so much that he's never seen. But yeah, like this was supposed to be like these are your guys. These these are the people that you handpicked, and now you have a chance to book them really fucking strong. And even the guys that used to be NXT call ups. Like Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano and Candice LeRae and over that, you're still not booking them good. <laughs> like, eventually we got around to LA Knight being booked good, but it was it yeah. it did feel a lot like begrudgingly booking him good. Well, like the Daniel Bryan yes movement. Like, yeah, exactly. We don't want to do this, but you're sort of forcing us to. Right, and like it it's feels like. Yeah, it feels like with like with Gunther that he inherited that, like he inherited the well, the good booking that that Gunther had had through the Vince Vince times, and is just continuing that now. But there's so many other people like you. You literally brought in fucking Hit Row and Karrion Cross. You like you brought these guys back, and you're just doing jack shit with them. <laughs> like well, Hit Row is every, every time we go through yes. we go through this every time they do call-ups. The problem yeah. is not the problem has never been doing call ups. The right. problem is this the problem is twofold. One, doing call ups that were no plan for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and secondly, doing call ups without cleaning house of some of the other guys on your roster. Yeah. Karrion I mean, Cross is a fucking joke now. Yeah. And we have we've gotten to the point where We've slowed down so much on the like multiple 
releases that we were getting so much. I don't think we've released anybody this year. I think the only people that have left have been contracts ending, like like Lacey Evans and Edge. You have so many people you brought back, and then you brought more people up from NXT, and now everyone is just sort of there and lost in shuffle. So much so that you had to start dropping guys like Mustafa Ali and Baron and Baron Corbin back to NXT just to get them on TV. Which like, takes away time from the younger developing talents on TV. Exactly. Yep. Because I I I try not to advocate for this, but Mustafa Ali, I don't fucking care anymore. Doesn't seem like they care anymore either. So why are you keeping him around? Get rid of his ass. And again, like I, I took so much shit. Are you saying hashtag free Ali? Um, yes. And I took so much shit for this, but now Grayson Waller's back to just being an interviewer again. Yep. He had yeah. that one stretch. I think he had two matches, and I was just back to being say, mm-hmm. talk show guy. Yeah. They didn't build off of his matches. They no. Went, oh, now we're done with that. Okay. No. And for the love of God, or Satan, or Buddha, or wherever you care, please fire Booker T. <laughs> just make Biggie. Just just give his job to to Biggie. <laughs> Fucking give his job. He was going to Titus. Right, so I just was great at Mania. Yeah, give his give his job to just like a fucking soundboard of Jim Ross quotes. Like anything is better <laughs> than fucking Chucky Ducky Quack Quack. Who the fuck is this guy? Like, come on, man. <laughs> fucking, I think he legitimately said that this week. <laughs> I actually heard it. I read somewhere that his contract was coming up. I'm like, please do not renew him. Booker T, ma- yeah. Booker T managed to make a fucking Heritage Cup match worse this week. <laughs> fucking oh what's, fucking we- what's her nuts grabs Nathan Fraser's ankle to prevent him from pinning Noam Dar to, and getting the win. And and Booker's like, she's helping him. She's helping him. What? How? Please, please explain yourself. <sighs> I, I don't get it. I love the fact also, I, occasionally there's shit that Booker does that I do just fucking like it's so weird and bizarre that I just laugh go back and watch NXT this week for whatever reason randomly this week he decided to recur- refer to Joseph every time as Victor yep he was Victor all night yep where the fuck did this come from I, I do want to make sure that we pay special attention to the fact that the thing that Adam hates the most is now blowing up to There's the point a joke that we're doing I want to a... make based on the show's okay. history, but I'm not going to make it right now because Adam will get there. mad at me. So I will, I will, I will refrain. But you gave me the setup for it. I know. And I, I, know. I would just like to point out that ho, I did ho, not grab that Asians, ho, 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 fuck you. <laughs> much like, I didn't much like, say anything. You made the joke yourself. Now, now it's on you. Much like when Lucha House Party would follow Jeff around, the they are now doing a round robin tournament for the Heritage Cup <laughs> because we're going to get because it wasn't enough to have one match I'm a week do, for Adam. I'm gonna do a lot of fast forwarding through NXT in the near future. British now we're little, matches are plenty. Now we're literally like, here's what we're gonna do: uh, we're going to have six Heritage Cup matches, other than a seventh one to crown the number one contender. And I just feel like, I just feel like Adam's got to be watching his TV and just being like, I could throw this remote at this TV right now. 
Let's so, take a uh, for, let's take former, a two out of three Rafals match and make it even more boring. Yes, former friend of the show and uh, I'm sorry, not former friend of the show, friend of the show. Um, <laughs> yeah, fuck that guy. <laughs> yeah, uh, Slick Wagner Brown runs a promotion called Test of Strength, and at one point they decided to introduce the K1 Championship, was the Killer Kowalski Cup, and somebody won the cup, Mike Skyros, and he carried the cup around for a while. And eventually, somewhere along the line, they all went, this is weird, the guy just carrying a cup and defending it like a championship. And they turned it into the K-1 Classic Championship and made it a belt. Mm-hmm. It's time to do that with the Heritage Cup. You have the ability to literally just be like, now it's the European Championship. Right. That's all you got to do. Yeah. That's all you got to do. Yeah. Or, just, or just bring back the UK Championship. That was a beautiful belt. Like, just be like, now it's the UK title. And then you don't have to have the fucking Stanley Cup being accompanied to the ring all the time. Like, yeah, it's dumb. Are we ready for predictions, or do we have something uh, else? No, I oh, still, no, we have a lot of AEW stuff. We got more stuff. We got more stuff. Uh, uh, back, uh, back to Raw for a moment. <laughs> speaking, of, speaking of incredible things that were on Raw this we week. We haven't even touched Heat Wave, so. <laughs> speaking, speaking of incredible things that were on Raw this week. Um, that Shinsuke Nakamura promo. Uh-huh. Holy fuck. That was so good. The fact that even the, even the little touches, like the fact that he, that, that it was in Japanese and it was subtitled. Uh-huh. And just the fact that, that, that the thing that he whispered to Seth was, I know about your back. Yeah, and just th- something about Shinsuke talking about Seth. You know, when you go, when you when you go out with your wife, when you pick up your daughter, you're always in pain. It was so yeah. fucking good. And how, and how about the continuity? Like, we had something that in old WWE might have never been talked about again. The, the whisper of him. And then we learn that Seth apparently has, was it two broken vertebrae in his back? Something like a yeah, fracture or something. Yeah, he's got two fractures in his back. Sli- and slight, it's like, slightly severed spinal cord? Yep, he's got a slightly severed spinal cord. And he's not sure how much longer he can do this. And now, anybody who was like, well, they're not going to fucking have Shinsuke win the title belt. Now suddenly you're, you planted that seed of like, well... If he needs to leave and do surgery, you gotta get that belt off of him. So now there's a possibility. I thought it was great, and I, I said it before in the host set. I'm I'm so happy that we're allowing people to speak in their native language. Like mm-hmm. Damien Priest drops that shit all the time. <laughs> you know, he'll just fucking throw in a little Spanish every once in a while. You know, and you've got Eo, Eo Sky did it a couple of times already. And I, Asuka. I sincerely enjoyed Sammy and Kevin speaking French on Raw because, oh because I don't understand French, so in my head they're mm-hmm. saying dirty things and getting away with it. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> but that was even with the Saudi show, we had um, Sammy speaking Arabic, you know, and how fucking cool that was to be like, WWE is allowing these these people to speak to a subset of their fans 
that typically never hear their native language on, on TV in a WWE ring. I think that's awesome. And I think that's exactly how you start to get some of these, you know, the, some of the foreign markets to be, to perk up and be like, Hey, that dude's fucking speaking French right now. That's cool. I speak French too. Blah, blah, blah. You know? <laughs> so, yeah. But anyways, yes, you were, you were saying about Shinsuke and his awesome promo. Or were you done? I said pretty much everything I had to say. Just that it was Fair enough, yeah. fucking fantastic. It's great. Yep. And all and this was the Shinsuke that we've been wanting for years. The the old NXT Shinsuke, the old New Japan Shinsuke. This was the way we've been wanting him booked for years of just a like certified killer, you know, and and just a, an, an awesome badass. And it's taken somebody who has been in obscurity for the past three years and propelled them back to the main event. And then you look at that and you go, why can't you do that with some of the other people? <laughs> you did such a good job on Shinsuke here, making him a legitimate threat. Why the fuck can't you do that with some of these other segments? Or the women. With the women, particularly, was what I was referring to. But yes, why can't, why can't you take Indy Hartwell and book her that strong and make yeah. her look good? You know, why, why is it that the, women's tag team division continues to be hot seeming garbage. Like you clearly have it in you. You have I, booked the bold line amazingly. I am going to say something right now. And maybe this is hot take time here. I don't know. I feel like AEW has done better by their women lately than WWE has. Oh, hot, 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 hot. oh Yeah. <laughs> Uh, say what you want, and yes, we know the reasons why, but the women have main evented in 20-minute segments on Dynamite two out of the last three weeks. Uh, a young talent like Sky Blue is getting shine and showcase and time to show what she can do on a regular basis. I talked about Mercedes Martinez and Diamante finally getting a chance to show out a little bit. I mean, right now, today... Short of, if you exclude NXT from the conversation, if NXT leaves the chat, yep. I feel like AEW is doing better by the women right now. Right. Now, obviously, that's probably going to change because Tony will get sure. bored. But, yes, I, I'm, I'm with you. Right now, the at least the time devoted to the women has been better in AEW than it's been in WWE. The ability is still on WWE's side. The problem yeah. is that you're not letting them use it. Right. You've got all these amazing wrestlers that are sitting on their fucking hands. Right. Yep. Um, all right. So moving back to NXT for a little bit, we had the heat wave special this week. Mm -hmm. Uh, we kicked things off with, I got to say what, in my opinion, probably the biggest match of trick Williams career, because it was his, it was his showcase. It was your mm -hmm. sure. go out there and, and make it. And Adam, you can probably attest to this too. You've probably seen some of these having been in locker rooms a lot. You see those those times when the veteran guy will grab the young kid and he'll be like, kid, I'm going to make you a fucking star tonight. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's what Ilya Dragunov was doing with Trick Williams in this match. Fair. Very fair. Certainly. Ilya was very giving in this match. Trick looked really good. His crowd was really behind him. I I, I really enjoyed this match. I yeah. feel like I feel like Trick is one of those guys 
that eventually is going to be a superstar. He's going to be a main eventer. Oh, that's coming and, soon. And I think he's going to be one of those dudes that eventually you'll forget how shit he started. <laughs> and you're going to you're going to watch his early stuff and you'll be like, "That's the same guy?" Cuz he has advanced so quickly. Mm-hmm. And he's got such a presence to him. And we we sort of started talking about it when they were actually putting him in matches, where it was like, this kid's got some talent. Right. Like, he's legit got some good moves. He's got a great fucking finisher. Like, he seems like he might be the real deal. And now, you're like, he has that it factor that you can't teach. Like, he's got that presence where every time he's on the screen you perk up and bless you you perk up and you listen to him and that is something that's hard to come by so yeah now we can we can sit there and and worry about (laughs) once he gets to the main roster but that's probably not going to be for a while but he definitely feels like once they're once carmelo is done and going up to the main roster, Trick Williams is going to be your NXT champion. Let me ask you a question. Did you catch the backstage segment later on in the show? Because, okay, so spoiler alert, uh, after Trick's match, he goes out back to visit with Mello, and at one point, Mello says something to the extent of, and now Ilya's coming back, because, you know, I could have beat him, but, you know, you got involved, and now it looks bad, blah, blah, blah. And Trick just looks at me and like, you're not blaming me for that, right? And then they stop talking to Mello's time his, his boots or something, and Trick just sort of looks up at the title, like just one of those quick little glances, mm-hmm. grabs it off the locker, looks at it, and then hands it to Mello when he looks up. Mm-hmm. Yep. Awesome. So that time seats, where he's yep. going to be in the main event is coming sooner right. than, than you think. Right. I think, that, I think that is a great way to have... Carmella go to the main roster is for him to put Trick over and and have Trick take the belt off him because you've already got that built in storyline there. You yeah, know I don't know if Trick's ready to carry the title though. Improved, <sighs> yes. Improved to the point where you put yeah. the belt on him. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. But sometimes you gotta take a chance. <sighs> so yeah. we'll 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 see. But that's that's cool to hear. Um yeah. Yeah, it would it would take it would take a lot of shit to and make me. Why put the belt on him when you've got Quincy Elliott floating around? Sorry, <laughs> I had to do it before I forgot. Go ahead. It would take a lot for me to not enjoy an Elliott Dragonoff match. Uh, so combine that with, as we discussed, Trick really coming into his own, and the two of them. I think you guys talked about it last week or a couple of weeks ago, going out there and putting putting on one of those fuck you matches. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it's just a fantastic way to start the night, and yeah, they both fucking killed it. Absolutely. And uh, then we went, we talked about people who were having a bad week. How about The Rock? His family's falling apart, and his daughter got kidnapped this week. So, <laughs> yeah. Not going to lie, though, I love the Schisms theme song. I yes. love that yeah. song. That song is so good. But I, the fact that the, 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 the match was, the match was, okay. Um, but then we oh, go. It, out. it was it was like Triple H booked it for Raw. It was thirty seconds and out. Yeah, and then we go. Yeah. Then we go out. Two back. minutes to be fair, but it was it was nothing. It was all about here's Ava's yeah. when it's, fat ass. That was about it. 
And I wrote, when it's clear that we're that the only reason we're getting an Ava Rain promo is because those are obviously the Creed Brothers. <laughs> and then my next note, all in caps, oh my god, it's the Creed Brothers! By the way, it's just Ava now. I think we've dropped the rain at this point. Yeah, we don't have rain anymore. That was... <laughs> we're like Blind Melon, no rain. It's a drought. Yeah. You, you didn't have... If you didn't have them running around the past couple of weeks with them, this would have actually been entertaining. If you had just normal fucking schism people with masks on over that, and then this one time the Creed brothers are in the masks and take them on, that is a surprise. But instead we're just like, that's clearly them. That dude's hair is sticking out. We know that's his hair. <laughs> like, so it was no shock at all that they unmasked themselves and were like, here we are. So this whole thing, which we thought was a main roster call-up, was literally just so they can get a rematch with them and then get reinstated. Right. That's so they, not did a they great need, story. Did they just need like a vacation or something? I guess. They just want a couple of weeks get, off? They like didn't when, even get a it's vacation like because Cena they lost, every week. It's like when John Cena lost that match to Wade Barrett and had to leave WWE and it was on yeah. TV every week until he fought Wade Barrett again to win his job back. Yeah. Not great. I, I mean, I, I understand what they're. I understand they're trying to get Ava over. I get that. Um, Gacy being her mouthpiece is good. You know, the the presentation is there. The problem is, is like the creeds are so good, and they feel wasted in this storyline. It feels like Ava is sort of trying to take on the Rhea Ripley mommy role within schism like she's mm-hmm. doing a lot of the talking it's coming across like she's coming up with all the plans gacy's almost taking a little bit of a back seat in in his role within the group yeah <laughs> you know who's not taking a back seat is my miami dolphins because they're about to trade for jonathan taylor very good as improvement was... for a yes, second Charlotte. round pick second round pick and maybe a seventh i know not i know adam i know adam doesn't care about football but sure. as the, I care as about the, I care about football as, about as much as I care about AEW at this point. Right. Obviously, Jonathan Taylor, former Wisconsin Badger, I fucking hate the Colts and how they treated him. So if he goes to the Dolphins, a team that I actually like, not as much as you, but still like, I'm down for that. Like yeah. that's a perfect that that will make them even more scary, and they are already mm-hmm. very much improved. It's really the one hole they have. That and a tight end. They need a pass catching tight end. But. Yes, they have a hole in their tight end. I do love a good tight end. Okay. Uh, we already talked about the Heritage Cup, so we can skip that and not talk about that ever again. Mm. Other than the fact that the metaphor entrance is probably one of the best in the business right now. Um, and that motherfucker went it back. Yeah. Uh, so Nathan Fazier got it for, what, a week? No, yeah, a but he still gets to bang via hail, so there's that. Yeah, that's fine. I understand that. So let's talk about... What has, to me at least, perhaps the, the most potential here uh, was the segment featuring our very own Tiffy champion, hmm. Tiffy Stra- Tiffany Stratus. Stratton. Stratton. Jesus Christ. Uh, big-titted blonde wrestlers. I got mixed up for a second there. You know, that's okay. understandable. There's a lot of them. So, there's a lot going on here. First off, I talked few weeks ago about how since Rhea Ripley has come into NXT it feels like Tiffany and her title have been sort of marginalized mm-hmm. note this week 
Tiffany Stratus gets the jobber entrance. Because that you was two. You did it again. Did I do it again? Yeah. yeah. Tiffany Stratton gets the jobber entrance for her promo. She's the Look, Sal's here and he's not even here. <laughs> <laughs> um, listen, it's 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 the biggest thing in the United States right now. Um, anyway, <laughs> that bothered me. Okay, mm-hmm. um, I did like the idea of Gigi Dolan coming out to be the next challenger. I was sort of into that idea, and then we played the opening of Monday Night Raw, where not only Gigi comes out, but everybody and their mother comes <laughs> out. Of course, we got Kiana James came out. We got who else was involved in this? We had uh, Blair Davenport came out. Roxanne Perez came out. And basically, Tiffany just runs away with the championship. Yeah. So this, they have a scissor off. <laughs> Next week, they'll have a fatal four-way winner. will face Tiffany Strat- Stratton. Um, Strap-on. Yeah. <laughs> um, here's the interesting thing. During her promo, Tiffy made reference to the note that she is going to be the greatest NXT champion, women's champion of all time, better than Asuka, better than Charlotte Flair, Better even than Becky Lynch. Mm-hmm. Of course, the internet, because the internet is full of assholes, immediately went fucking banana. And she was a champion. She was an NXT champion. What are you talking about? She was an NXT champion. Then we got a backstage promo. And during that backstage promo, Tiffy said something to the extent of, I don't care if she was champion or not. She's completely irrelevant to me. Mm-hmm. And that's when I went, holy fuck, are we setting up an angle where Becky Lynch is coming to NXT to go after Tiffany Stratton? Right. Sure feels that way. <laughs> because the more you think about it, do you think Tiffany Stratton's at the phase right now where they're letting her go out and sort of freelance her promos? <laughs> right. Because that's if not, then you have to buy into the idea that that was a line that somebody else put in there for her. Now, the scriptwriter could have fucked up. That's 100% possible, and she may not have caught it, and that happens. Mm-hmm. But the fact that they had another segment written into the show yeah. tells me that that was intentional. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One I time, can only think there's one reason it's intentional. Right? Yeah. Right. One one time you can go, ah, oh, well, they're just she's just boasting. But right. twice. In different segments, you're like, ah, that feels like uh, a worm just got put on the hook. Like, And if you want to take a champion and a title that you've accidentally sort of marginalized over the last few weeks with, with Rhea's presence, what mm. better way to do it than to bring Becky Lynch down? And now and, Becky has the built-in storyline like, you're right, I never was the NXT champion, but guess what? Right. Now I'm going to be. Right. Perfect. Yep. And even if you do happen to have Becky win the belt off of her, you can have her win, you know, have Tiffy win it back if you wanted to go that route and legitimize her a little bit more. Or. Or. You could have. have, (laughs) Becky takes out Zoe this week and figures Mm. she's finally got Trish one on one. Yep. And Tiffy comes to help Trish beat Becky Lynch in the steel cage. Oh, yeah, because yep. that's not con- going to confuse you more in their fucking names. If they scissor, I'm perfectly down. I'm just saying. Yeah. Starks, Stratus, and Stratton. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm all for four-way kiss between them all. <laughs> but, do, but do you guys Spider think keys. that is what's going on here, or am I crazy on well, this? Well, 
so much so that the the king of taking things that were clearly shown on TV and claiming it's a storyline, we got the report of Becky Lynch is heading to NXT soon. So yes, you're not the only person that felt that way. Okay. <clears throat> so I do I do think that that was intentional. I do think the groundwork has been set there that main roster people go down there quite often. Right. And they're they're used to put over the new young stars. And I think what better way to beat AEW Dynamite than to have Becky Lynch show up one week? Right. Because <laughs> they were close. Ag- they were close again this week. No, I was told that Dynamite did a point three two, so it's great. It was like number right. one on television. Yeah, number one on cable. Ag- because- against a very tough debate. Yes. Because I'm sure there's a ton of Republicans watching AEW. Yeah. The, the the company that had a guy go out there with a women's rights shirt? Yeah, right. there's a ton of Republicans watching that shirt. Yeah, right. I mean, by, the way, by the way, are we ever going to reach guns. a point where it's like, oh, Dynamite didn't have good numbers this week? No, it's always going to be Dynamite didn't have good numbers because of hockey, because yeah. of the debate, because of hurricane coverage. Yeah. Because we've, these are all things that we've heard. Because of SummerSlam. Because, because there was a parliamentary address. Because yeah. we we legit had it. We legit had it where they were talking about. Well, they didn't have as good good of numbers this week because there's a there's a uh, pay per view this weekend. That's not how that works. Right. <laughs> yeah, it it's the those, those pe- dog contest was on. Yeah. Those bitches be hot. The same people that that'll sit there and and claim that like oh W fans keep moving the goalposts, move the goalposts themselves. They're just in the opposite direction. They try to yank that shit back and go like no no no, and of course there's the better than expected trademark that they love to use and they love to to claim that oh Warner Brothers is happy with with the, the ratings because Jericho said it three years ago, known liar Chris Jericho who claimed that they were going to be beating Raw in the ratings soon, said that they were only expecting 400,000 fans, and we're getting getting twice that. I'm pretty sure the company that is hemorrhaging money and continues to sell off things would like a little growth. They, they just released a patch for their video game. It's good. <laughs> yeah, which caused more problems. I don't think they did yet. They're gonna, they, I saw something no, they like they're going to release it. No, they did, yeah. So it, it it came with the stadium stampede because there was a couple of things that they fixed. Not they got new outfits for some guys too. They got a few new outfits for the wrestlers. They did, still didn't fix the the problem where once the wrestler wins a championship belt, they then come out without their shirt on, even if their entrance was supposed to have a shirt on. <laughs> still didn't fix that. But I but don't worry. Know about that. Yep, apparently that's the thing. Is that like. Hangman Page comes out in his fucking... Wait, wait, wait. What happens you know, when Britt Baker wins the title? Well, she's just in a wrestling top. But she, but she's supposed to have a jacket when she comes out. She loses that jacket if she's got a title belt on her. Because the game just doesn't want to put anything else around. It's but, the wait, funniest fucking thing. That, it's one does, of... Go does ahead. that distract from the whole entrance they make all the way down to the ring? Well, they don't make a match. It's all the way down to the ring. <laughs> Best wrestling game of all time. Uh, so I, did you, I literally was. Did you watch that 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 video that I that I sent to the host of mm-hmm. that tweet from the SmackDown uh, of course, Hotel? Yeah, yeah. I saw the, it yeah, the hit detection's a bit off. 
Yeah, they literally have like a wrestler running another wrestler, and they just like pass each other like ships in the night. <laughs> and you're just like, what? <laughs> Swinging in the chair, and the chair just phases through the other guy. I replied so to that. Terrible. I replied to that tweet. I said, it's almost like the game is garbage. It is garbage. Also, apparently, I, the Stadium Stampede is an online only thing. Like you have, you cannot play it just as a sim nope. with yourself. Uh, Troy, do you want to explain to the folks at home what the problem is with playing Stadium Stampede <laughs> as an online game? So the problem is, is number one, you're relying on servers. <laughs> number two, no, the real problem. Go ahead. You know the real problem is, you need to have thirty people in the match. And most of the time, they don't have 30 people all playing at the same time. Mind you, I saw, I if, saw they, something. If, they have, if they have 47 people that are currently online, not all 47 of those people are doing Stadium Stampede at that time. They might be doing their own thing. So you literally have it where people will sit in matchmaking things, and, and it'll populate a couple of people. And then it'll just time out because there's not 30 people available to play at the same time as you. The fact that we're sitting here saying that there might be 47 people playing a game of this match. How many people do you think are playing the WWE game at any given time? Um, typically, it, it hovers around 1,000, just on PC. Hovers around 1,000 people online playing on PC. Which, which I tell you, so somebody was like, oh, the AEW Dynamite has lost 80% of their <sighs> PC players. And there was a person who was just like, where's that number coming from? And me, being the asshole I am, I literally showed them the fucking graph of the people on Steam. And they're like, yeah, well, PC gamers don't matter anyways. It's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> it's another one of those things, like you said, where it's like, they if, if it doesn't fit their narrative, they're just like, well, that doesn't fucking matter. That's not real. Whatever. Don't PC gamers Nobody make cares. up a large portion of the Twitch streamers? PC gamers make up the majority of Twitch streamers because it's far easier to stream right. on a computer because mm -hmm. you don't have to have a $200 Elgato, as Adam can attest to. You can literally just have OBS and you can play it on your computer just fine. What does like the irritable bowel syndrome have to do with anything? That's IBS. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yes, because of the fact that you have to literally plug something in and then you still have to route it into a computer. Most of your Twitch streaming streaming stuff is on the computer. That's why even up, up, down, down, when they do the um, the WWE game, they're using a computer because it's far easier. And then they can they, it's a laptop, so they literally can just take it well, from fucking arena to arena. Plus, while they're playing, they can watch the videos of Paige fucking Xavier Woods. Very much so. Yeah. But yes, again, because of the fact that it doesn't fit your narrative because it's it's harder to see how many people are playing a game on a console. Um, it's very easy to see how many people are playing a game on a computer. So their AW stands will sit there and be like, we don't like facts, so we're just going to push that it's aside. Yeah. Yep. Mind you, AW Fight Forever never appeared on the top 20 selling lists since it began of games. Never on those lists. That's a problem. Because at any given time, you the first week that you launch, you're almost guaranteed to be in that top twenty just because of the fact that like once people buy your game buy games, they're not gonna keep fucking rebuying them. Mm -hmm. Never crack that uh, list. <laughs> it's like that's fucking bad. And I know, 
I know that Tony can sit there and he'll fucking claim that everything is a success and stuff like that. But it's like, we know the truth. The truth is, is you fucking lost money. You haven't, you're not a successful company because you've already claimed not to have been able to make back the $100 million you first put into it after four years. <laughs> then you've got this video game where, where it's like, oh, it's, we, we talked about it that to get $40 million, which is what we kept touting as like that's the amount that they put into it they would have to sell a certain amount and they didn't <laughs> even with like dlc and shit like that which they haven't re- released yet which they haven't released yet it's apparently and a big sticking point for the fans from what i was reading in this you literally promised can't, the dlc and it never came you can't play as the tag team champions right now because it's dlc <laughs> Wait, that's the, that's the company that takes tag team wrestling seriously. What are you talking about? Yeah, you can't play as FTR because they're, they're fucking DLC. They keep talking about, like, they're going to make all these fucking changes, and they haven't made any changes. Everyone's like, the creator wrestler shit is bullshit. There's mm-hmm. barely any fucking options. You can't play as the TNT champion, but you can play as Owen Hart. <laughs> yes. Owen Wilson. Owen Wilson. Oh, um, yes. So I, the the reason I was confused about the patch is because this the the one of the Discord servers I am I'm in has an AEW games thing that it posts every time they post something. Um, and this was from 8:45 this morning. Uh, okay, so I wish to address two things quickly. One, patch notes will come later today. So not the patch, the patch notes. You'd think the patch notes would come out with the patch, but. Um, with a full breakdown of every platform, don't worry. As soon as we can, they will be posted here. You don't have them already. You've released the patch. Um, Two, connections issues for Stadium Stampede. Here is a workaround that seems to have worked for well everyone who tested it so far. Not well, not worked well for everyone. Worked for well everyone. Uh, going into in-game options, changing from Stadium Stampede matchmaking region auto to Stadium Stampede matchmaking region Europe. It doesn't need to be Europe. It also worked with Asia. Going to the game mode, and it worked again even after putting it back to auto. So they're having such issues with this fucking mode that you can't even use the auto region uh for this to, to find your server, um, the issue being there's not enough people playing in your country. Yeah, that's that too. <laughs> yeah. And then it's been announced that you can't if you if you have a Steam Deck, um, you cannot play Stadium Stampede mode on Fight Forever if you're using the Steam Deck because of the built-in anti-cheat software. <laughs> Weird. Yeah, makes perfect yeah. sense. So anyway, uh, Carmelo Hayes versus Wesley. What do you guys think? <laughs> Holy shit! But, yeah. The <laughs> okay, so, um, the DDT through the table was fucking amazing. I mean, yeah, did, that whole match it, was great, which we knew it was going to be. It was, but did it feel to anybody else like it was rushed, like they were sort of short on time and they had a lot of shit they wanted to get in? And The ending did feel a little abrupt, yeah. Yeah. It felt like they, there was it was very AEW-like in the sense that nothing got time to breathe. It was just like very much, we got to get to the next thing really quickly. Um, yes. And I felt like that was just time got cut for something. It's possible. It's possible, yeah. Or something else ran long, but I don't know exactly what. Uh, Yeah, it was a great match, and both men did great. All right, now, before we get to predictions, allow me to shit on AEW a little bit. 
I know Troy will like this. I do. I always do. So let's start. We talked about Christian's promo. I'm not going to get into that anymore. I think we've already done that. Um, but let's talk about what led to Christian's promo, which was uh, a tag match with Swerve Strickland and A.R. Fox against Nick Wayne and Darby Allen. Now, two weeks ago on AEW Dynamite, Swerve Strickland and A.R. Fox went to Nick Wayne's wrestling school that he runs out of his garage, apparently. And they beat this young man so badly he was left laying in a pool of his own blood. Mm -hmm. And not just a little bit, literally a pool of his own blood. Swerve Strickland. Now, was it real blood or was it Texas Chainsaw Massacre match blood? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was fake. Um, AR Fox (laughs) takes the loss in this match and immediately Swerve Strickland turns on him. The, the week before the pay-per-view, or the day, a couple days before the pay-per-view. And then Darby Allen's like, I don't care what happened, you're still my best friend. If you're Nick Wayne, you're sitting there going like, that motherfucker tried to kill me a week ago. He did. This was idiotic. <laughs> Alright, moving on. Uh, <laughs> I just, I don't know what else to say about it. I mean, I mean, it, it, yeah. feel, it feels like this is idiotic could apply to basically most of AEW at this point. Yeah. The, you were the, the AEW guy at one point. I uh, was. <laughs> they turned me off. They turned me away. If you had to sum it up to like one reason they turned you off completely, what was it? It's just nonsense. Okay. It's just so much nonsense. But For, we like nonsense in WWE sometimes. But for a company that prides itself on, you need to know every single wrestling match that has ever taken place. You can't have it like you do on the independents where nothing is filmed. And you can have this guy be a heel in this city, but be a face in this city. And there'd not be any kind of problems with it. You can't have that anymore. Darby Allen and Sting attacked AR Fox at an indie show and got fucking booed out of this tiny little building. Yes, exactly. And by and the way, that, that's also not, probably yeah, that, the fact that Tony Khan is such a fucking prick. Oh, yeah. Um, but the funny part to me is that they're sitting there going, showing this footage all over the internet. Like, look at this thing and blah, blah, blah. And I'm sitting here going like, if you're staying, yet you want me to go to what show? With how many people? Let's, yeah, no, uh, I'm good. Let's not forget what Tony Khan had to say about Sting. Oh, this was the best run of his career? The best run of his career. The guy who was multi-time WCW champion. (laughs) Uh, His reigns in WCW were never very good, though. An Impact champion, or TNA champion. And him randomly doing tag team matches every once in a great while is the best run of his career. He's undefeated. 60-year-old geriatric sting. So, that idiocy was the least of my concerns. Uh, We opened with Ray Phoenix versus John Moxley, and I texted in the group, the the toast thread, I wonder what's going to happen here. (laughs) In a shocking, unforeseen turn of events, Ray Phoenix gets injured and is out of the show. Now, see, we all knew going into it that Ray Phoenix did not have a visa, could not travel to London, would not be able to be a part of the show. That being said, you would think that Booker of the Year 
would work up some sort of angle that wouldn't involve pretending like the guy is hurt and that's why he can't go when we all already know the truth. Now, I said you would think that, except for the fact that he's got a segment on Saturday where Jack Perry retires the FTW title and the idiot said in a, pre- in a press conference yesterday or today that Jack Perry is defending the FTW title at the pay-per-view. Right. You just spoiled the fact that you're going to do some kind of dumb swerve where he's not going to retire the belt. <laughs> or You can't even stop spoiling your own shit. Yeah. What an idiot. Here's the other thing, too, is like, you know you have certain people that have visa issues. Why would you book him in the first place if you didn't know if he could go there or not? Now, I understand you knew about Cash Wheeler's thing and you still booked him. No problem. Yeah, even though, yeah, even though you knew about that for weeks on end. If you well, know still that looking at details, they don't have all the information yet. We have all the information. We literally have sworn testimony. Anyways, um, you know that this guy might not be able to go there, so then you don't book him in this kind of thing. You you sit there and you go, well, we're not going to book him, we're not going to book him for it. And then if he winds up being able to get in, then you make him a surprise fucking uh, uh, person in the match or something like that. You don't sit there and have to come up with some bullshit to remove him. And then you remove him, and you don't replace him. <laughs> or, or, you tell him to stay home and play fight for what, fight whenever in stadium stampede mode so that other people will be able to play. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, so then we move on in the dumb shit that happened on this show to the segment where Chris Jericho told Bruv. the world, Bruv. this is... Bigger Bruv. than WrestleMania. Bruv. This is bigger than Tokyo Dome. Bruv. Also, also, the crack AEW production staff played Will Ospreay's music, played the wrong music. Yeah. Crazy. And because this company is a company that has no fucking qualms about going into business for themselves... <coughs> Will Ospreay went on Twitter and called him out for it. Well, remember, Will Ospreay is not under contract with AEW, so he didn't have to sign an NDA. So that's why he's able to go there and fucking call him out for it. Once he actually signs the contract, because, again, WWE is not signing him, once he signs that contract, you're not going to see those same kind of tweets anymore. You're going to see Tony Khan is the greatest wrestling booker ever. I love him. I want to have his children. Like, that's the kind of bullshit where it's like, yeah, again, like you're trying to entice this guy to come over here. And he's been portrayed as a big fucking deal in New Japan. You should probably work on getting some of that shit fixed. By the way, there's another dude that was portrayed as a big fucking signing, Jay White. Well, he's definitely in a singles match on this card, right? Well, they set up a singles match with him and Kenny Omega on this show. Yeah, yeah. No, they didn't. (laughs) No, no, he's in a tag team. He's not even in a tag team. He's in a six-man? Six-man, yeah. Yeah. The biggest signing, the guy that, oh, I can't believe WWE whiffed on signing this guy, is not even the most entertaining part of his tag team. Not that Juice is good, just that Juice is loud. No, no, I'm sorry. (laughs) You said that wrong. 
Juicy. Nope. What? Rock hard. Juicy. Rock hard. Yes. Sorry. Yes. You have the biggest free agent signing you've ever had. Teaming with a guy whose nickname is Rock Hard. Adam, what are you most looking forward to at All In? Uh, not watching it. I figured you'd say the credits. Let's go. That works too. Um, Do they roll credits on pay-per-views like old school WCW? Let's talk about what I thought were actually the two good parts of this show. I thought the segments with Adam Cole and MJF were really good. I liked that they covered the history. I liked that the guys stayed in character, that they both came across as as likable. They're still playing the will they or will they not turn on each other shit, which I get why it's sort of the backbone of the match. But they I literally thought, have a match coming up. I'm pretty sure they're going to have to turn on each other. Well, a cheap shots and shit like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I thought it was done well. I, I enjoyed those segments. And the promo backstage sit-down between FTR and the Young Bucks, Matt Jackson basically said by the time this is over, the only thing FTR is going to be known as is the team that got named on our YouTube show. <laughs> that shit was stiff. Uh, and then Dash shot him in the face. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He looked... Cash looked like a dude who's like, I'm going to jail soon. <laughs> he, he was so like, fucking thousand yards there, like, I'm not. I'm not going to see the light of day for a while after this. Like you could tell, his mind was on so much other shit. Um, the one part of this I really particularly loved was at one point Dax was like, "This is how I feed my." And they're like, "Matt checks because I know, I know, it's how you feed your family. You tell us this every week, but the reason you can do that is because we gave you jobs." Nice. <clears throat> It was very well done. I actually, I actually enjoyed the Young Bucks, or at least Matt Jackson in this segment. So, oh, but that ends my rant about AEW. So I know we've got predictions, and I'm ready to watch Adam lose his shit. So, oh yeah, let's get to these predictions. Yeah. <laughs> Point your browser window to rundownwrestling.com. Uh, you'll see it right up there at the top, underneath the post for this episode, presumably. Uh, note, all matches listed are subject to randomly change, just like the attendance. Expect the worst. <laughs> so much so that I had to wait until this morning because three or because two matches were added and one match was changed. Two matches were changed, sorry. Of course. So put your name in the form there. And uh, our first match on the list, a tag team match for the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Championship. This is during the, what do they call it, the buy-in? Zero hour is what Zero. it's called. Uh, asshole open, Mark Davis and Kyle <laughs> Felcher versus MJF and Adam Cole, baby. Oh, Felcher, that got me. <laughs> Gross. Um, but I mean, if the asshole is open. It makes they sense. call him Snowball. <laughs> Adam doesn't get that joke. Go ahead. It's okay. Well, one of these have days you we're just going to have... one yet, Adam? Nope. All right, that's your homework gonna... for next week. <laughs> we're going to have a watch. You're, you're either watch watching All In or you're watching Clerks. That's... Yeah. No, we'll just do... We'll just live stream Clerks watch one is available on Pluto. It's fucking free. Just watch it. <laughs> I don't think MJF and Adam Cole are winning. I do not either. No. We... I, think, I think this is where... They turn each other and set up the yeah. main event. 
Adam Cole, for me at least, Adam Cole yeah. gets quote unquote injured here. Oh yeah. Uh, they pretend MJF has to do most of the match himself, mm-hmm. and we play the can. Is Adam Cole going to be able to compete later for the championship? Blah blah blah. And MJF eventually will take the pen, and I guess asshole open will win. Who's who's the person that's fucking Kyle Felcher? Sky Blue. Sky Blue. That's what it was. Yeah. Okay. Continue, Adam. A tag team or, match for the AEW World Tag Team Championship. The Gun Club, which is Dax, Dax Harwood and Gat Wielder, <laughs> versus the Young Cucks, Matt and Nick Jackass. <laughs> oh, God. Well, Two I matches. think it's pretty clear at this point that fucking FTR can't possibly win this match. You, you would hope. I'm not convinced, but you would hope. So I'm going. I'm going with the Bucks. Same. Same. Uh, your piss break women's world championship match of the night: Hiraku Shida versus Tony Stormy versus Sriracha versus Doctor Shit Faker DSL. <laughs> oh my goodness! Um, Soraya's getting this pen. They're yeah, not, I think not. So. They're not passing the opportunity to have her win the title. Do that, home, do that hometown bullshit. Yeah. That Vince gonna, never does. You're going to see a lot of us picking the exact same person yeah. for a lot of these things because that's the way AEW is booked. So it's yeah. definitely Sriracha. I do not. Uh, tag Team Coffin Match, Derby Allen and Stinger. Stinger. <laughs> versus Swerve, bigger than WWE, Strickland and Christian Cage. They're not having Darby uh. Allen lose a coffin match. And they're not having Sting lose, so... No, and no. Darby Allen's going to All Out for the championship match against Luchasaurus, so... I gotta think that Darby and Sting are winning the here. Fucking title, does he, is he the TNT champion right now? Yes. Jesus yeah. Christ. Do you remember uh, how fucking viscerally angry Troy used to get at Luchasaurus when he was doing those ROH updates? Yeah, because he sucked. Yep. <laughs> and guess what? He still sucks. Continue. Uh, Six-man random-ass tag team match, trademark. The Golden Skeet, Kota Ibushi, Kenny Osmegma, and Wangman versus Kono Kon- Skeet, Take-A-Shit, Juicy, and Jay. What the fuck was that? What was what? <laughs> it's uh, Kanosuke Takashita. Takeshita. Uh, whatever his name is. Who's, who's Juicy and Jay? Is that Juice Robinson and Jay White? Rock yeah. hard, Juice Robinson. I'm not. I thought that. that was Jake Hager who was rock hard. No, he is rock hard, but the nickname rock hard is Juice Robinson. Fucking Christ. Uh, Jake Hager likes that hat. <laughs> <laughs> There's go. no way that Kota Bishu is losing. I was gonna say I'll go Skeet. I don't fucking know. There's Skeet in both teams. It's a very jizz heavy match. Golden Skeet. <laughs> Golden Skeet. Yeah, if they wanted to make this big, they would have gone. That sounds like it would fucking hurt. Coming gold? That would hurt. (laughs) Sure, it wouldn't feel good. But the burn's coming out, too. It's like a fucking kidney stone on steroids. Jesus Christ. Um, Blame Troy. If they were smart, they would have done this as Jay White versus Kenny Omega one-on-one, but they're not. (sighs) Yeah. So I'm going with uh, the Golden Elite. 
How dare you say Tony Khan isn't smart, you fucking Vince McMahon dick sucker. Uh, empty stadium stampede match. Assuming they can get 30 people online at the same time. Yeah. Uh, Eddie King's Hawaiian, <laughs> Orange Fanta, Chuck Jizzader, Trent Bagetta, and Pentecostal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm a little disappointed it's not Eddie King's Hawaiian Fat Rolls. <laughs> versus the Black Poo Wombat Club of John, John Coxley, Claudio Cox Stignoli, Wheeler Uterus, and X Lax. Which, by the way, we didn't even touch on because uh, we got the return this week of Santana. And after all these dirt sheets told us for months that they had a falling out, that they agreed that they would never work together, they'd do singles things, they'd partner. The very first night Santana is back, do you want to tell people what he did with Troy? Uh, he joined back up with his partner. Oh, okay. <laughs> Seldom right and wrong again. Mm-hmm. I think there's more people in this match than they've announced. No, remember, this was the match that they were like, there's going to be three people that are going to join the Black Blackpool Combat Club. Yeah, so there's still one we're waiting on, right? No, because when Ray Phoenix was taken out, they literally said, well, now it's just a five-man on five-man match. Well, that's Survivor so it, Series. They don't have that like magical six person for each match. Are you anymore. saying that teams of five strive to survive in the stadium? Yes. However you want to say that. Uh, uh, I don't well, uh, see the combat club losing this match. Yeah, I was going to go wombat club as well. You just brought back X-Lax, so yeah. Plus, John Moxley took a huge bong rip on his way into the ring, so... We are all going to have the exact same score here. That's my problem. Is like, what do you fucking do? Like, the, the shit's predictable. <laughs> uh oh, I think you just heard the next one. <laughs> Speaking of predictable, I knew this one was coming. Second piss break match. <laughs> Willow, my back versus cunt. <laughs> versus who? Cunt. I don't know who that is. Ooh, weird. The person it always is. That's right. Oh, okay. See, <laughs> so you said piss break match, so I thought maybe it was a women's match, and then it was Willow, so I thought it was Willow Nightingale, but this is Will Ospreay versus Chris Jericho. I got you. Okay. No, it's Will Ospreay. It's Will. Oh, my back. Versus <laughs> Cunt. Versus Cunt. <sighs> no, they're not, they're not going to have two women's matches on this card. Are you yeah, kidding me? Fair. What the fuck was I thinking? I'm just glad the champion qualified for this match, because that could have been awkward. It would have been weird. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll go Osprey. I don't give a shit. Uh, yeah, it's probably Osprey. I think they. I don't think they're gonna have Jericho beat him. They said that Osprey is gonna be a free agent soon. I'm sure Tony wants to kiss his ass to get him to sign. So yeah, I'll say Osprey. Nicely done. Singles match for the Real World Road Rules Championship. <laughs> CM Punk versus Sweet Tooth. Okay, Sweet Tooth? Because Samoa Joe plays Sweet Tooth in the Twisted Metal series on Netflix. Oh, I don't watch that. Is it Netflix? Yeah. Well, nobody's allowed to promote anything because of the strike, so I don't know. No, um, it's the cock. Oh, that's right. It is, it is on the cock. Isn't that a conflict of interest? You would think so. <laughs> Well, you don't actually see his face, and he, and it's Will Arnett play, doing doing the voice, so it's just yeah. Samojo's fat ass. Okay. Yeah, CM Punk's one of the shit. Yeah. Well, of course he is. He's not giving up the real world world's <laughs> challenge championship yet. 
Did I see he spray painted the belt? Yes. Yeah. That's, that's new and original. He put an X mm-hmm. right through the E in AEW. Because <gasps> he's a big hardcore porno fan. AEW Trios Championship, the House of Sack, Mariachi Black, Buddy, and Brody Queen. <laughs> defending against, I guess he's not retired, Billy Gunn and the acclaimed. I thought he went back with his kids. Can we just... No, that was a while ago. Oh, fuck. Uh, can we just stop with this whole, like, we're going to pretend that everybody changes nicknames and they're a completely different wrestler thing that AEW does? Where it's like the pain maker, the Chris Jericho, the Lionheart Chris Jericho. I'm not going to be daddy ass. I'm going to be badass Billy Gunn. Like, yeah. That was, I thought they couldn't because that was trademark. Did they give up the trademark on that finally? They, they must Billy have Gunn. given up the trademark, yeah. So, yeah, it's going to be, they're not bringing, the, the whole story is Billy Gunn coming back. So I, I'm assuming Billy Gunn and the acclaimed win the titles. What a, what a sad end to the trio's reign, this entire the fucking House of Black this is going to be. What a sad reign to the AEW career for the House of Black this shit is. Right. Like, they've done nothing meaningful since Aleister Black fought Cody that first time. Yeah. I assume that at some point in time, Buddy's going to have to go get married, so... <laughs> he's not going to show up for a week or two or something, but, yeah. If they had any sense of humor, Dominic would be the ring bearer. Oh, my gosh. And Rhea has a sense of humor, so. Mm-hmm. Or, 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 when they say, is anybody here protest? They would work it out where Dominic stands up. Yeah. That would be funny. Buddy power bombs him through the fucking wedding cake. Anyway. Uh, oh, I forgot to pick. Yeah, uh, but again. <clears throat> Do we literally all have the same picks for everything so far? Uh, I think no. so. No? Okay. I think so. Yes, we had all the same picks. Yeah. Uh, singles match for the FTW Championship, Jackass Perry versus Hooker. You all right over there? I'm sorry, I had an itch. So, do you scratch it with your microphone? My microphone is right here. It's attached to my ear. Oh, that's right. Mr. Cool headset over there. The itch was on your balls. They go funny places sometimes. I'm going hooker. Uh, if they're actually retiring the belt, then yeah, give it back to the kid whose dad owns the fucking thing. Jason? Uh, what, what did everyone else pick? Hooker. Yeah, then I'll do that too. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, singles match for the AEW World Championship, MJF versus Adam Cole, baby. All right, so for my money, this is where we get the whole MJF. Adam Cole pretends he's too injured from the first match, can't wrestle. They're about to throw the match out. MJF wants them to end it. Adam Cole turns around, he's fine, super kicks him, wins the championship. Uh, and then I love we go. That you, I love that you booked this whole thing in your head, and it's going to be. Way better in your head than what you're going to watch. Well, I guarantee it. <laughs> and then the rematch will be the following week because that gives them an automatic rematch that they can jump to a week later without any setup. So, so the never-ending reign of MJF ends. Oh, I don't like the fact that you picked Adam Cole because I thought I was going to go out on a limb by picking Adam Cole. <laughs> I set out this storyline like a month ago. 
I know. I told you a month ago I was picking Adam Cole. I know, I know, but it, it feels like it's going to be Adam Cole. I tell you what, and I'll pick MJF just to be different, okay? Thank you. Okay. I I do feel like they're putting the title on Adam Cole just to try to stick it to NXT. Maybe. Because I feel like he's that big of a twat. That's why they put a title on Athena that nobody ever fucking sees anymore. That's what I'm saying. But it's not like Adam Cole was the NXT, longest reigning NXT champion at one point. No, of course not. Yeah. They'll probably have Adam Cole drop the titles the following week at All In. Mm-hmm. Or All Out, whatever the fuck it is. We have to do motherfucking AEW predictions again next week. Jesus Christ. That's... While doing while doing a recap. Yes. That's fucking ridiculous. A little bit. If, if I was paying for this shit, I would be upset. Uh-huh. Because these are these are both on pay per view, right? You have to. These are yep. both. What are they? Yeah, fifty dollars a piece. Jesus Christ! But you are not able to do any yeah. kind of like, oh, buy Group two get thing, one free yeah. or anything like yeah. that. Yeah, no bogo. Hit submit. All right. Yes. Press that little black button to submit. And it's very very kindly, very very courteously says thank you. Your information has been submitted. Yeah. Anything else, gentlemen? Change that. Uh, yeah, I, you can. One I thing, one thing really quick. Uh, tomorrow night, for those of you who are in the New England area, tomorrow night, Friday the twenty fifth, um, depending on when this gets posted, it might be tonight. Uh, there's a special show uh, being run by. Um, so I guess it's a company. They're it's a company. It's an event they're calling Legacy is Timeless Pro Wrestling. Um, it's taking place at 100 Bidwell Road, South Windsor, Connecticut, a place called Nomads. Uh, they have several talents from other shows, but the thing that makes this important and, and near and dear to my heart, so much so that I want to talk about it here, is that it is a benefit uh, for one Alex Rojas, uh, very not necessarily as well-known as the talents in the New England indie scene, but a guy who's put his heart and soul into uh, Test of Strength Wrestling. He's designed a lot of championship belts for places. Uh, he's the GM of um, uh, Test of Strength. And truthfully, just a fantastic guy. Generally good person. Uh, is struggling. Found out he had cancer. And then the community sort of trying, doing what the wrestling community does, rallying around him, uh, putting on a show, a benefit in his honor. Uh, so just announced due to a scheduling change with uh, Teddy Goods, the main event of the evening, the Test of Strength Championship, SWB Slick Wagner Brown defending against the Dynasty Bo Douglas in what is oh, shit. Yeah, a match that I've seen a million times yeah. I don't get sick of ever. These two will tear it down, guaranteed. Uh, some of the hottest young talents in New England go head-to-head for the K-1 Classic Championship in a triple threat as Channing Thomas takes on Alec Price and Ichiban in a triple threat, and that adam can attest to is going to be a match you don't want to miss those three are mm. outstanding oh. uh women's match the notorious mimi takes on evie de la rosa who is one of my favorite female performers in new england ever uh bobby ocean takes on sexy jesus hammer tunis uh we have so much other stuff there's so much talent everybody that's going there is doing uh, you know a great thing for alex and i encourage everybody if you can't be there um you know reach out they're on facebook um, go check them out. 
uh, legendary, uh, sorry, Legacy is Timeless Pro Wrestling. Check them out on Facebook. Find out if you if you want if you can donate something if you can do anything to help it would be fantastic. It'd be greatly appreciated. It's a really good dude, and I would love to see as much support and love sent his way as we possibly can. Uh, if we're if we're promoting shows, well, that was for a special reason. But sh- no, no, it's fine. Go ahead. We haven't done it in a while. Go for it. Um, the next proving ground show is September 9th. Where's that? Uh, in at the the PBD Knights of Columbus. Oh, so you're all set. Um. <laughs> Good evening. Oh, yes, PBD. Um, but so far announced so far. Uh, is Mike Montero versus Ricky Smokes, which is going to be fantastic. Yeah. And for the Let's Wrestle Championship, BRG defending against Dustin Flash Waller, which is going to fucking knock shit out of the park. So I'm yeah. very much excited for this show. It should be awesome. Um, yeah, so it's been a, been a hell of a week. <laughs> So next week, like you said, we'll, well, you'll talk about all it, and then we'll uh, predict all out because that's makes sense. Send us home, Jason. Let's go. Let's get out of here. Uh, I'm not. I'm not even gonna. Uh, I'm gonna do it. Just R.I.P. Bray. <laughs>